Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 175 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hi, Crisis Actors. It's Mary on another chaotic day here in the studio. I would love to know if they can hear the sound. The the gentle whirring. It's like (laughs) a calming ASMR white noise video in the background. It may be calming for them, but it signals chaos for us. Um, (laughs) We're having air conditioning issues up here in the studio. Uh, and 10 minutes before the episode, at 12 minutes before the episode started, I had to go and grab the the uh, alternative air, like the the uh, extra air conditioner out of the IRL studio, lug it upstairs and try and get away to uh, get some air into the studio. So if the stream gets cut off because our computer explodes from the heat, I That's do apologize. <laughs> that, that is why. Uh, and to join us on this ridiculous day, uh, as everything gets figured out at the last minute, would you introduce yourself, sir? In times of ridiculousness, <laughs> we must have someone to hold us down. And here am I, Dane Font, marketing man extraordinaire, the patron saint of white boy summer, and recently voted number one sexiest marketing man by fake publication weekly. I mean, what do you think heated up the studio? It Tis was, me. It was Dane in the button up that did it. Yeah, uh, button up's getting a lot of compliments today. You, you got a button up that, that one. Y- you're heating up the, t- the studio too much. It's intense. She's stuttering. She can't even finish it, a I, sentence. The chest hair is, is doing it to us. I can't handle it. <laughs> I see. The AC is broken. So, uh, you know, t- t- to be honest, we, we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about, but the air conditioning had me a little bit distracted at first. <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, the ridiculous fallout of Batgirl further, so much so that it's like the leading topic two days in a row, which is, you know, usually I try to alternate every other. I don't want it to be the first topic two days in a row, but it is. It was the number one story today. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about hate raids in video games and the resources the video game Cannot industry. Wait. Uh, Mary we looks love feminist frequency here, <laughs> don't we, folks? I, I love Anita Sarkeesian. We stan Anita Sarkeesian, queen! We should get Anita Sarkeesian shirts to wear. That would be cool. We're going to do that. <laughs> we're going to talk about this absolutely preposterous article about a f- uh, the fallout of an incident in the Station 19 writer's room. If you don't know what Station 19 is, don't worry. You're not 75 years old. That would probably be why. But we're going to talk about it. It is very interesting. And after that, we've got Podluck. We've got a bunch of other stuff. But we've also got Chet News. Do you know why? Do you why? guys know why? Why? Because it's, it's another day in God's land. Because today is Chet's birthday. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, it's very it is, special it, it, day. Is, it is Chet's birthday. So before we get started, I think we should just get right into the Chet of it all first. Let's go. Absolutely. So we're going we're gonna to look at first what he says. By the way, perfect form. Yes. <laughs> today is my birthday. Then we go to the next one. This is how I'm celebrating. Well, of course. <laughs> how else would he celebrate? With like a million burpees. That's, that's what you do. By winning. <laughs> wow. What else? August 4th. Today's my birthday. Or as I like to call it. Another day. 
I won't fucking miss. <laughs> <laughs> Another day I'm gonna show up. Cause I'm all in. Face. Another day that by doing the work, I can stand alone. You ready? I'm ready, Chet. I I'm ready. I I'm ready today. I'm uh, ready. Are you, are you ready? I'm so ready. So and I'm ready. gonna send him a birthday message later. That Whoa. That's just what he wants. Marion Bread? Is this a thing? It's, it's a, uh, wait, Chet. wait. We're Marion Chet. Marion Chet. Oh, I just, I just ratted everyone out. Chet. Now everyone knows. Brett Hanks. That would be my. <laughs> Chet Dasovic. Oh, my God. No. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that one. I don't know how I feel about that one. <laughs> Somebody uh, rumors. So, so, guys, wish Chet a happy birthday for giving us all the inspiration in the world. I don't think of, I would have been able to lug that air conditioner up the stairs, get it in the window, and get the show started if I wasn't thinking about how I was all in. And, and how, how you're winning. How we're going to. You're not going to miss it. Winning sounds like he's taking it from Charlie Sheen, but Charlie Sheen's got his own problems going on with, uh, with, with his kids right now. So mm -hmm. now that we have had Chet's, thank you. Now that we have had Chet's uh, affirmations, the Chet formations, we will get right into Batgirl uh, follow. Are we ready, Mary? Oh, we are ready. Are we ready, Dane? So ready. So ready. All right. So basically the idea here is they humiliated, and I really do believe that it is true that they humiliated <laughs> the cast of Bat Batgirl. They did not tell them before they <laughs> made the announcement that they were canceling this movie. Is this intentional? Uh, an intentional way to slight them? That's How what so? I, I don't know. think so. I, because I, there's no reason that they couldn't have given them a heads up that uh, they had to find out by looking at the news cycle hours after the rest of the world found out. I don't believe that's true. That's what they're saying. They, they, were, they were saying I mean, that Mike DeLuca, the, like one of the guys who were in they charge They called him there. a scared little bunny <laughs> yeah. who's afraid of, con of uh, conflict. Conflict averse. So much so that he can't tell... <laughs> This cast and crew that he scrapped their project. That seems ridiculous to me. Like, you don't get to or that Or get level someone of, else to do it. Yeah. I don't know why he would be personally in charge of it. So I just want to say, like, you guys know, like, all the absolutely disastrous horseshit movies that have come out in the last decade. And this one was apparently so bad. That not even woke Hollywood could take it. I, I don't know if I buy. Th They're that. insisting that it's not about the quality of it, but the inside sources, yeah. One the of anonymous them, sources say, thirty undeniable. Said thirty percent. Like they said, they were getting ratings of thirty, and it says dot 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 out, out of a hundred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, thirty out of a hundred. I feel like that's still like this wasn't going to the theaters. Thirty out of a hundred, you just dump it onto the streaming service anyways. But they're worried about it damaging the brand and what those having to then continue to use those characters down the line who have put in this who have been put in this awful movie. I feel bad for Brendan Fraser, who looks absolutely freaking awesome as uh, Firefly, as Garfield Lenz in this, and Michael Keaton's stunt double, because I saw none of Michael Keaton. I saw just Michael Keaton's jacked stunt double uh, in the cool Batman 89 suit. In this New York Post article, the anonymous source said, of course, if it were good, they'd release it. Yeah. They think Batgirl is a super important character and they can't stick her in a huge dog. Does that mean they can't first introduce this character as a side, like supporting character in a larger theatrical release? They would rather use this HBO Max release to announce the character. Yeah, it feels to me like you'd be just as fine, you know, letting her yeah. appear in another project. I mean, they did uh, Sash, uh, Sasha Calais as super. Uh, I'm sorry, as uh, 
Supergirl? Yeah, Supergirl. That's coming out still, and she's going to be in the Flash movie, I believe. Well, now uh, people think that Supergirl is going to be on the chopping block as well. And uh, also, they're talking about Blue Beetle. Uh, Blue Beetle may also get uh, get get the get the axe as well. So I, I don't think Blue Beetle will. Blue Beetle is Thank like you. a lot of people were calling this woke. I hate that term uh, uh, because <laughs> of because of uh, the uh, ginger side that is the disruption. You know, getting rid of red haired. Uh, Barbara Gordon yeah. in, in replacing it with a uh, Latina woman, but uh, the Blue Beetle character's already uh, Latino, so it doesn't really matter. That's that's not woke. That's following I, comic book accuracy. I thought it was hilarious that um, people were complaining about this movie getting shelved on the basis that Leslie Grace is Latina yeah. alone. Like, that's it. That's what they were saying. Yeah. They, they basically, like, you can't shelve it. It's it's a win for diversity. I said, but they don't care. the The number one reason, according to what I read, was tax credits. Basically, like it's a it's an accounting write off that mm-hmm. they can have because of the merger of the company. But they only have it available to them till the middle of this month because they just mm-hmm. did their quarterly earnings report. So they had to get it on the books as quickly as possible. Which proves that in the end, what really matters is what we've always said. Or, I'm sorry, what I always say: money. Well, it's what I, money is. Yeah, what I think it's especially a vindication for. People like us that Joker 2 just got its release date announced right after this. Or was it right before? Just right, d- uh, right in the Warner same time period. Warner Brothers. And, and it just shows like the straight white male characters are making the money. And uh, one thing that came, I was actually going to save it for tomorrow, but since you brought it up, uh, they had Lady Gaga make her official announcement mm-hmm. of being part of that movie today as well. So they're just meeting, they're just getting their, like, get the bad press yeah. off there and make the big announcements. Because people are, in a lot of ways, very short-sighted. They're like, ooh, shiny object over there. Look at that. We'll go talk about that. I mean, I can't imagine there was a huge audience anticipation for Batgirl, though. Uh, what, it's a what, big character, but the, it wasn't supposed to be a big release, and they didn't cover it at Comic-Con. When when it was uh, when Barbara Go- if it would if they would make an Oracle movie of just the Barbara Gordon character from a different time or if this movie was more uh, tied into the other movies then that might make more sense for it to be a bigger project but the the ri- original timeline is such a freaking mess anyways it doesn't matter like they they should just scrap and start again well, are they gonna scrap it on absolutely everything like the, it's gonna get no release nothing it, no release. Not even on digital? No. This was never going to be a theater release. It was always going to be HBO Max only. Yeah. It was never. They were like, nope, not even that. Okay, so how about another Dane prediction? Okay. Have you guys ever heard about the movie called The Room? Mm -hmm. The the one with Brie Larson. No, no, no. no. The the one with Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, yeah. So that movie was so bad that it became like a culture classic, like pop culture classic. So bad, it's good. There's too much money dumped into this to be so bad it's good. So what, it's entirely possible that this is a marketing scheme to be like, if you really want to see the movie that's so bad that it had to be taken down from everything, and then they have like a digital release. They should just do really bad ADR through the whole movie. Because yeah. I'd want to watch it at that point, right? Well, I mean, they did the same thing. I mean, the, the Snyder cut they, for two or f- five years, they, they promoted trying to get the Zack Snyder version of that movie to come out. And they did. So there's a presence set there. But I think that it's more likely that this has to do with the politics of Warner, uh, of Discovery buying Warner Brothers. Uh, and now taking David Zaslav is taking over uh, and chopping the projects that he doesn't have any faith in. Uh, do and you if he think can get that David ta- Zaslav watched Batgirl? I think he probably saw a cut of it, yeah. And he was like losing all faith in it. 
I, I think that. that he looked at the the studio strategy. I think he, uh, if I was, I to don't give think him it can entirely be divorced from the quality of the movie. If he liked it, yeah, it would be out. Okay, uh, undeniable. And if he had a plan going in, uh, maybe that maybe that's true. But like the way I mentioned yesterday, I said I think that Marvel is watering everything down with nine different streaming uh, series and the movies. Maybe uh, DC would be better off focusing on just studio releases with main characters and let the other characters fit in where they. Uh, I, I, I don't, don't need uh, like also it was a, it was a movie not a well, show listen my thing is that there's so many versions of this particular cinematic universe already and a lot of them are like super high quality like not all of them are Ben Affleck Batman like a lot of them are really, really <laughs> I gotta do it it's a pop culture crisis episode if we don't do it um, so if, if it's like a really particularly atrocious entry, like it, it really could do some damage to their brand. And honestly, Dude, they've done enough damage to themselves that they've are DC has already done as a DC fan. There is no concrete timeline. They're switching out Batman every three weeks or Michael Keaton or, or, the, or then it's Ben Affleck and then it's this and then it's that. There is no, there's barely continuity to any. Okay. Put it this way. I can barely follow it and I love following this stuff. Normies have no clue what's going on. But they don't want to have a clue what's going on. They don't really care. Yeah. Uh, also, this happened while the directors were at a wedding. Yes, it was, was, it was one of the director's weddings. I think... Um Mm, I don't remember. It wasn't follow I thought up. I thought they were I thought they were at another person's wedding. I, I didn't realize that they were at one. It of was theirs. at one of that's, the director's that's weddings. So sad. And they like, thought that after the wedding, yeah, uh, which the one director had invited the other two, that after that they were going to continue working on it. They did the and same. It's just like great. They did the same. WWE did the same thing to CM Punk on his wedding day. They FedEx. They, it they, it no feels way. intentional. Yeah. It D feels <laughs> like. An intentional backstab. David Zaslav just really hates this movie. Like he has like a vendetta. Or he just doesn't care about social. He doesn't mores at he, all. He doesn't. Like, I just can't imagine dumping all that money for literally nothing. Uh, nine. Okay, so, so say we we bet we guessed high end ninety million dollars, right? Then you have one point five uh, times that to budget. So they have, that makes it about one hundred and forty five to one hundred and fifty million dollar budget movie once it's done with marketing. You dump it onto HBO Max where it does not increase and. Nobody, I'm sorry, nobody that isn't, are, the people that know Batgirl are already signed up for HBO Max is what I'm saying, right? Like, Batgirl is not, is fairly iconic, but she's not bringing normies in. She's going to bring in people that already love DC projects to begin with. And those people, if they love that DC projects to begin with, already have HBO Max. They're not signing up for it for this movie. So Yeah, I didn't understand the emphasis on getting subscriptions over just straight profits that you would get from yeah. a theatrical release. Be that feels like a very COVID-era yeah. set of values. And, and they, they keep talking about how Netflix's stock is now going back up since they announced their loss, right? So uh, is the idea here that they just don't... <laughs> They don't have a way of recouping the money on this because with no theater release uh, and nobody's going to sign up for HBO Max. Though so HBO Max has had slower growth than the other streaming services. It is still growing fairly steadily comparatively to the other ones. It just didn't have that out of the box major bump right off the bat. But I thought if I'm being fair to them, adding it to the, you know, to their, uh, to their uh, calendar over there doesn't seem like a bad idea to keep people subscribed to the, to the service. It, w it was never going to 
it was never gonna make up the money. Mm-hmm. Like we knew that, it, like with that budget, it was never gonna make up the money. But like at this point, you know, you gotta like minimize like the bleeding, is what I'm thinking. Well, they, so that's why I'm like, they say like, it's because of this tax credit you. that they get from just taking it as a full loss. Yeah, they, they write it off basically, and they have their quarterly earnings call today. And I also saw rumors that they may cut the the comics division entirely. What? Like what? rumors, rumors. Uh, uh, that was uh, that was something that I, I saw in a video earlier. I mean, the the funny thing is, is like the, the comic book writers have carved out this great niche for themselves, where it, the the it costs so little to do the comics division that they're literally just like nobody. Like I feel like if you were looking at a picture of like Warner Brothers headquarters, and if everybody worked in the same building, they're in the basement, and everyone just forgot they're down there, and and they just get paid, and, and it's the it's such a rounding error to the size of the company. Mm-hmm. That uh, that there's nobody knows what's going on down there because nobody it doesn't actually cost that much to make the comics anymore because they pay them such crap rates. Yeah, but that's also their own faults. Yes, they, they take the crap pay. Uh, the the stunt double. I feel bad. Uh, I, some of these set photos. The pictures. Why do you feel bad? I, well, the, the the stunt double. Uh, uh, I mean, obviously the stunt double does not look even close. To Leslie Grace, but the stuff of Firefly looks cool. Like the the stuff of him on top of the fire truck in in the building here. The the picture that I used as the uh, that I'm going to be using as the set for tomorrow. Like him in his full costume looks really really cool. And I wanted to see Brendan Fraser play a bad guy. Dude, what I would have given to be in that test audience. 30, per- 30 out of 100. The 30, but I just don't buy that they can't... Uh, they, they say, can't. oh, it's because the visual effects aren't completed yet, yeah. so it's it's not close enough to the final product for the test screenings to be reflective of what's what it's going to be after the release, and which is BS. And also, My guess is like the, literally the plot is like, take a Batwoman punch! Yeah! Like, <laughs> it's just like so like, over the top. Do you think it's going to be Wokeness? Obviously. I don't. Okay, I, so you would love to see it because you're a glutton for woke. Punishment. No, I I just want to see like what is the movie that's literally so bad that these people that have been like serving us shit on a platter for like years now, like they they can't uh, like they can't just show us. Also, they like. So yeah, I'm going for punishment. <laughs> I mean, if it's woke Confirmed. stuff that you're worried about, then I would say like not worth watching it if you could. But if it's a so bad it's good movie. Then There's that no is way. kind of a shame. Uh, to this, it's like, it, does this make okay? Christopher Nolan left, w- stopped working with Warner Brothers because of their push to release everything on streaming in 2021. He disagreed with that plat, with the idea. He thinks that movies should be released in the theaters, so they lose him. They to, think that they should have waited to, with all of their production, like Top Gun did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they lose him for that reason. Actors uh, are now going to be weary of working with them because they don't know if their projects are going to be pulled in the middle of it. Directors aren't going to know if their projects are going to be pulled in the middle of it. Granted, we're in the middle of like a changeover from Warner Brothers to Warner Brothers Discovery. So this is not it's not like this is normal circumstances, right? This is different. I just I see this being a problem for them long term. But I kind of love it. I kind of love that David Zaslav doesn't care. I kind of love that. He's just like, nope. I They've see. been, I think, needing an executive that doesn't care whether people yeah. like him. <laughs> yeah, they, they absolutely need that. And they talk about how that was Jason Kalar's strategy was to was they wanted to push everyone to Warner Brothers to HBO Max. But clearly Zaslav sees the prestige of theaters as the way to market your project. Not just the prestige, but the actual Revenue. potential for profits is higher 
And when you take it from the theaters into a streaming platform afterwards, then there's more familiarity and more likelihood that people are going to stream it. There's also, uh, there's something to be said, like if this was released in a theater, like the star of the movie and the directors, if they have enough bargaining power, lose out on residuals and percentage of profit, right? If, if, if it goes, if, it, if the movie makes enough money, they, you know, they can get money on the back end of that project. With streaming, they're not going to get yeah. any of that. So at the very least, they likely got their, they got their payday. Uh, they're not walking out of this without yeah, the money. Yeah, I feel like it almost would have been worse if they were told from the beginning that it would be a theatrical yeah. release and they changed their minds yeah. about that and had it streaming instead. So I, I wanted I, I showed these photos. I, I do think that the photos are very cool. I also want to talk about the story that you sh- you found of the... Yeah, the, it, it made me do, laugh. Do you want to talk about that one? That one's Sure. Great. So they filmed this entirely in Glasgow. Is that how you say Gla- it? I think Glasgow. Um, they had to shut down streets and businesses were not allowed to operate during certain periods of, uh, I think, like December to March. For a very small fee. They weren't paid very much for this. Yeah, and the city council didn't really take accountability for like standing up for the businesses. They're like, oh, it's between the, the production company and the, and the businesses. But they got like a thousand uh, euro per month, Did which is... 30 euro a day did you see the have you seen that the meme of the guy at the basketball game with his hands on his hips like this uh with the with the no with the flannel and, and the, no. the, it's a it's like a picture it's a guy at a basketball game he's got his hands on his hips like this uh and he's got a, a like a vest on it's just a it's a they always say like ron paul anytime something happens and he's like this but it's not ron paul it's a, it's a <laughs> meme of somebody else that's what this guy looks like here he just looks so uh, uh <laughs> yeah. he just looks so he's upset. very dissatisfied yes. i know that that's why they chose his picture to go first because the rest of the business owners looked rather cheerful yeah but um they got like 30 euro a day to be basically shut down for like as much as a whole month. Yeah. Um, and it's just funny that like all of this, uh, you know, pomp and, Cir- and circumstance was given to the film when it was just for nothing. For nothing. Now no. the business owners are kind of ticked that they had to shut down and, uh, well, it's not like almost. they were going to make any money off of like, it coming yeah. out. Like, they're well, just, like, I know, but they're like, them. okay, now, I don't even get to see uh, my signage on, in a movie. Uh, well, they, plus, like there was one of, uh, one of these businesses that didn't have their signage covered up in the filming. Um, I think it was like a like a brow waxing studio or something, and they were like all planning to go see the movie because the signage of their business was going to be in it, and they okay. get free advertising. I think it's well understood that people, more than anything, love seeing a train wreck, yeah. and uh, the you know. It's gonna. It's getting the so fans didn't like it. The actors got got informed in the day of, so it's gonna get all their like negative press as well. Like I keep thinking that they're just building up the train wreck. So like we're all like, so you want to see how bad it is? Five ninety nine, baby boy. I don't think that's. What you think is. they're it, actually gonna release it? Only history will tell. If it if, was far from completed according to the director oh really still yeah. needed effects to be done still in post-production yeah they weren't they weren't done so they're not gonna continue paying anybody to finish <laughs> well like when they when they released the snyder cut that after people finally begged and begged and begged and begged for enough they gave him the money to finish making that mm. movie right, no but one's gonna, gonna, gonna do that for the, these are not Zack snyder this is not uh, ben Affleck, sorry dane uh henry cavill <laughs> and the rest of the justice league uh this is not that I think if only to perturb the 
faction of their fan base that cared only about Leslie Grace's yeah. racial yeah. markers. Um, they said that in if the, only to bother them about yeah. the film getting scrapped, then it's worth it in my book. They, they do talk about while Batgirl was supposed to be a win for representation. Like, what does that mean? And also, I was I was poisoned against the film the second I saw her costume. Yes, the costume is awful. It was uh, super cringe. Gra- well, granted, she's on a motorcycle for most of it, so I guess the motorcycle jacket makes perfect sense. Stop no, trying it to make cheap. it realistic. Stop. She, nobody wants realistic. She should be in a bikini while on the motorcycle. There we I go. mean, maybe not a bikini, like, but something. Yes. Uh, so, so the the do du- I will give the the duo the, the the directors they they played it very professional in their in their like what they said uh, in the outro they were very cordial and like look we're sorry that this happened uh, yeah. that's a bummer so it says uh, they, the duo said that they're grateful for their time with DC Universe praising their cast especially the great Leslie Grace who portrayed Batgirl with <laughs> such passion dedication and humanity. I just apparently just, not. I, I liked this. Um, as directors, it's critical that our work be shown to audiences. And while the film was far from finished, we wish that fans all over the world would Thank have you. had the opportunity to see and embrace the final film themselves. Maybe one day they will. Inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Dane's right. Maybe Dane's right. And this ends up like being like Dude, a they, weird. They they're kind of hinting at the possibility. But they could be completely lying that, oh, we're not even done with production. Like, all this can be a lie. Here, the, the, the Snyder Cut stuff worked because those fan, that fan base is ravenous. The people that care about this movie because of representation are not like that. They'll move on They'll to forget. the next and move on to the next They've thing. already forgotten. They've already mm-hmm. forgot. So let's do Super Chats. Okay. Doctor uh, Doctor said the cast already knew how bad it was when they were filming it. There's no way any self-respecting person would wear that outfit and say, yeah, this looks great. They knew, and it looks like a CW production. <laughs> oh, so I, true. I will say this. Like, a lot of times, uh, as bad as costumes may be, one thing that can really help uh, is the lighting and set design. We Obviously, in that first original picture, the set design is awful, but color yeah. grading and lighting go a long way in making something believable. Mm. Uh, dimming dark dark tones, uh, brightening the, the, um, the blues and the oranges, which is what they do in Hollywood. All the color palettes are freaking orange and blue now. It can go a long way to creating the atmosphere to make a costume less offensive. I, I don't know if it would have worked for this. It does look very CW. It, it, it looks does. Teen Wolf. Hey, uh, all of the all of the costumes that Oliver Queen wore in Arrow were actually fairly good. But like my understanding is like the the reason why this costume is like so funky looking is because they purposely like made it baggy so it wasn't form fitting. The sexualized. Know. I I didn't see any proof. I'm pretty that sure was, we read I, about even that. Even if that's the case, didn't we read about that on the show? It was done subconsciously. Yes, because they don't need no man. They didn't comment on it. They just blah, are, uh, It's like more so daring you to comment on it. Blah 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 blah. Anything. Male gaze. Blah 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 blah. Like if yeah. you have a problem with it, what's wrong with you, you perv? Because of the male gaze. Um, Caper two X said, "Welcome, Dane. TFDF up, summer." Wait, what's C-H? Uh, He's a chapter, chapter head or something. Happy birthday, Chet. Yes, happy birthday, Chet. What does TFDF mean again? Uh, I think it's, it's a, the Puppy Foundation. Tainos, uh Oh, yeah. I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm just like leading so many organizations. <laughs> that was two days point. in a row. She asked that question yesterday and we didn't know. 
I knew at some point. Nathan Settlemeyer said Gina Carano found out Disney fired her on Twitter. Yep, that was even that was just as bad and that's what stupid. They do. And it's uh, but that's like even worse. Like everyone knows that Kathleen Kennedy and the the losers over at Lucasfilm are going to be sneaky and underhanded and lame. Uh, I would expect. Uh, but in this situation, it's confusing because the public statement was we hope to collaborate with them in the near future. But you piss them all off. Yeah. So, like, no, you don't. Like, do they really want to come back and be like, eh, that'd be really funny. Then they fire him again a second time. They would if the money's good. Like, we all know these people. Yep. Yeah. I, I thought that, that note about um, Denzel Washington getting a $35 million apology ticket yeah. was funny. Yeah. Yummy. <laughs> um, Caper2x said, have you heard Power Girl will replace Supergirl? I have not seen that. I will have to look into that. What is that? I will have to look into that. Waffle Sensei said the answer to getting Chet on the show is simple. Dead serious, the patron saint of White Boy Summer needs to get swole through Chet's program, and after finishing the program, ask him to be on the show. As a as a as an as a sign of gratitude for you getting me sober and jacked, you say, "Will you please will you do this show as a uh, as a thank you to you?" <laughs> It may, I mean, it may you be say thank you by letting him come on our show. I mean, technically, we've already got Jamie in the program. Yep. Word? And soon Taylor is going to join the program because she wants to have a, sip, a six pack in six weeks. I do believe she's got an advantage over Brian in that in that challenge there. No, How man. do you know? Brian has discipline. Yeah, but she's got like a four pack already. She's just trying to fix the, the bottom one. Well, the, isn't the competition like who looks best at the end of it? So if he looks like... But it's, it's harder for women to get a six pack and keep it. I think it's just what... Well, I didn't see anything in that bet about keeping it. Just who's the first person to in get six it. six weeks. Yeah. Within yep. six weeks or for, by the, the deadline. To the people who might not know what we're talking about, there's a bet currently going on at the castle between uh, uh, Taylor and Brian... Uh, and they are uh, betting to see who can get uh, to a six pack, uh, six pack of abs in the first. So what in, in six, six weeks? weeks? Yeah. So it's uh, it's uh, good to see. It'll you get one ab per week. <laughs> um, Perfect. Roland asked, said no notice of cancellation. A great day on set. It kind of reminds me of like uh, there have been times when baseball players have been traded mid game. Like what? Oh yeah, yeah. Mid game. Yeah. Uh, I believe if somebody in the chat, I don't know if there's any baseball fans. I believe there's a in like an instant where somebody got traded to the team they were playing. No way. Yeah, and had to like what? yeah. Yep. That's crazy. And he like crossed the field. I don't know if like uh, if like he was just had to go into the dugout. I, he wouldn't have been eligible to play that game for the other team. Dude, that's but, awesome. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Nathan Settlemeyer said, "By Grabtar's." Hammer, what is savings? What a savings. So I, I, I tried to look into, look, I'm not a finance guy. I tried to look into like what they were talking about, about purchase accounting. I don't think that the authors of the articles knew what they were talking no. about. So they just said it was a tax credit. Yeah. So I, I tried to look into it. Look, I'm not shysty enough to be a banker or, uh, <laughs> or work on Wall Street. So I didn't really understand the, the financial aspect. And they've got $3 billion in debt. To cover. To cover. Yeah. Uh, because of the, what they paid to In acquire. what time frame? I like, don't know. I don't. I guess that's not going to be public information. Yep. Uh, Roland S. said, shelf a movie because you can? No. Calculate it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't buy that Zaslav is doing anything uh, just for the hell of it. He seems like a very, very smart, very, very calculating dude. I don't believe it's what Dane's saying so that they can make money off it. I think he sees it as a losing opportunity. Look, he if the guy is smart enough to axe CNN+, Plus, he's smart enough to axe Batwoman. Or Batgirl, I'm sorry. Now, it would be cool if they re-released CNN Plus and put Batgirl on CNN yeah. Plus. That's only. what we were saying yesterday. Yes. You know me, Tinfoil Dane. Tinfoil Dane. <laughs> 
Jonathan Harris said, imagine your movie sucks so bad that they'd rather keep a movie with <laughs> Ezra Miller than allow yours to release. I, I would be mad if I were Leslie Grace in oh, this yeah. situation. And it's embarrassing because she hyped it up on her social media, promoted it of her own accord, and... I mean, I still like, think she only cares oops. about it because she's like, look at me, I'm a representation in this movie, fantastic. But she at least was promoting the movie. Ezra's too busy creeping yeah, on children sure. and, uh, and leaving guns around to, to promote anything. Committing copious amounts of crimes. And, she's, and, and all she's doing is like being a good employee, going, doing her work. Like whether, we can't speak on whether the movie was good or not. I'm not, I'm not familiar with Leslie, Leslie Grace's work otherwise, so I can't speak on her skills. But... She's just doing her job, and she gets axed, and then Ezra Miller just gets to keep going. Doesn't seem very fair. Doctor, doctor. Oops, I already read that one. Um, Hava Owens, thank you. 90 million down the drain. Woke, broke, joke. Basically. I don't know if it's woke, though. It has to be. It probably It is. But, uh, Look, it probably was, but I just... You know, you you know, know it is. Like The marketing play was like, it's bad, girl, but... Black. Do you like, know how you know how I said like it, it always feels like it's worse in TV shows than movies because movies don't have enough time to do it as as heavily because they have to get through the story so it tends to just like, and they have more money to make yes so with TV shows it seems like it's far more like they get through season one it's it's okay it's serviceable season two like what should we do social issues like for this smaller budget they could probably fit it in there and, and make it that way and make it woke but yeah. I don't I can't speak to it because I don't know for sure. Yeah, and I did. I keep saying this thing that makes Dane bristle. I just don't think that in films, at least, maybe on TV, yes, but in Way films worse. right now, I don't think that wokeness is that prevalent. Only in casting. Uh, only in yeah, who they choose to cast. Yeah, but that's stuff but that's hidden from view. And normal people intentionally, don't. Yeah. Dude, Top Gun's like the only movie I've seen that ha didn't have like woke stuff. The Father Stu didn't have woke stuff. Which one? Father Stu. It's like you didn't a, see that. It's one. a religious movie. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I had to go to a, a religious movie produced by Mel Gibson to come up with a non-woke uh, movie off the top of my. Well, head. okay. What else did Gray Man have? No, no uh, the, ca the casting. Fine. Yeah. The, the casting, but other than that, it's fine. All right. <laughs> Jonathan Harris said, "How does one join that abs challenge?" Uh, Dane, just message Chet Hanks and be like, "Dude, change well, my life." <laughs> Basically. The six pack six weeks thing is exclusive because they it can only go to one uh, the bragging rights can only go to one person. And we will maybe we should have the winner on here. They deserve like it. Like we should have the winner on here as like a, a guest the day that they win and present them a trophy. That'd be kinda cool. They're uh, they're all mad at me. They're like, Come on, Mary. About about what? About Mo the woke thing. About movies? You know it's you know it's gotta be woke, a hundred percent. The the woke stuff I see is this, the stuff that everyone downplays, like in Lightyear, when yeah. that, that same-sex kiss happened. I thought that was like a very intentional and contrived thing. Mm -hmm. But, I don't know, Batgirl having a non-sexualized like, costume is more of a subconscious thing about our culture than anything else. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see where it, what happens. It would be, now, now I want to see it. Now, damn it, now I want to see it. That's, that's too bad. All right, we're moving on. Dane, we're going to let you lead this one. We're going to talk about uh, oh, games and it. online harassment hotline adds resource to protect against hate raids. Would you tell everyone what a hate raid is? Okay, guys. So there's a, there's a lot to this because I, I really didn't want to come unprepared for this segment. So th there's a feature on Twitch that's called a raid. 
So basically, what that is used is, to be a good thing, right? I mean, it's still to be. it's ambivalent. To be a thing. Yeah, it's, it's ambiv- like a, subor- a supportive it's thing from one streamer to another. Okay. Typically, I mean, it is what it is. So it's like, let's say I'm streaming and I'm ending my stream. Thank you. So the purpose of it is to your your audience is like having a good time in the chat room, and then you host someone and you pass all your viewers down to them. Yeah. Like seems pretty nice, yeah. right? However, uh, ap- apparently, like, since, like, 2021, uh, 2021, there had become this phenomenon, which is, like, hate raids, where, by the way, it's typically bots, from what I've gathered, that join streams and post, like, lewd and racist stuff to, like, bother the streamer. But the bots are hired or, like, made by... Literally bots, like, ma- made by a person. And from what I could tell from the research I made is that this came as a response to some features that Twitch was adding. So originally, uh, some streamers were at were asking for like more like inclusive like stuff. And as a result, like Twitch added um, basically like a hashtag system mm-hmm. where you could be like, oh, LGBTQ, like black, like yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. And it seems that as a result, um, some people were like they will look up these hashtags and then raid these viewers and like start like hate posting like on their feeds. Mm-hmm. And so from what I've seen, they range to the point of like literally like somewhat adorable to the point where like the streamer yeah. is like laughing to the like absolute extreme where they're like hacking the person's discord as they're streaming live they're jumping into the voice channel they're saying a bunch of slurs and like no no words in order to get them banned from the stream because like as we know these algorithms are imperfect yeah they don't know context right voice to text bots read out any username does everybody have at least that one friend who always uses voice to text and the text they send never makes sense? Oh, yeah. Yes. I have at least two friends like that where I actually expect, <laughs> sometimes it'll make sense. Sorry, I meant text to voice. Yes. Sometimes I will read their texts and when it makes sense, I double take. I'm like, huh? Like, yeah. yeah. But the, <laughs> they, they choose, you know, offensive usernames so that the bot will read it out loud. Yeah. Um, but I thought that the games hotline description of a raid was a a lot better let's read it why don't you read it okay uh (laughs) raids are a twitch feature that forward a streamer's current viewers to another stream usually as a sign of support hate raids happen when this feature is used to flood a channel with a large volume of abusive messages and harassment often this involves large numbers of bot accounts and most commonly targets Black streamers, female streamers, queer streamers, and other marginalized streamers. I see no links, hyperlinks, evidence of this is the fact. They just uh, One of the things that I hate the most about stuff like this is they always make claims like that and state it as fact and then never link to evidence that proves that. Your chat gets spammed with slurs or doxed info. Your new, your new follower and hosting alerts blow up with bot accounts using offensive usernames. Your text-to-speech donation or bits gets exploited to read more hate messages. And all the while, the hate raiders are recording you for your reaction. So what I saw is that the bots are designed to do two things. Number one is to like to jump on the one of the most popular streams of people that were under like the hashtag LGBTQ, hashtag black, hashtag whatever, right? So they jump on the hashtag. They follow the account because... 
a lot of uh, chats are like follow mode only where you can only chat after you follow we're we're follow mode only here right uh you have to be a like i know like on irl like you have to be a a subscriber for a certain amount of time so the in twitch it's that way as well and i think twitch has like an additional feature where not only do you have to follow you have you've had to follow for like 10 minutes to 30 minutes if i'm not mistaken yeah in order to chat but I think I I don't know if that's like the default settings on all on all of them. I think on some you just follow and you talk at, at the same time. Ours here is like if you follow instantly, you're allowed to start commenting. Right, and so oh, okay. the the bot uh, goes via the hashtag. It follows a person, and then it like start posting the n word or like uh, they start like having one of, like one of those pictures of members and <laughs> that and the. Typically, like the the hate rates I've seen, it's typically have been like wi- female streamers. Okay. And a lot of them like jump on the because, like, I, I don't want to speak to because like because the, they react more strongly. Right. And like, I don't want to speak to like t- the technological savvy of these streamers, but a lot of them like have their Discord like pretty like with very little like privacy or or like way they have very little boundaries of people like getting into their Discord. So they hop on the Discord, they jump on her voice channel as she's streaming, and they just, like, start, like, I love you. Will you be my girlfriend? <laughs> and they start, like, you know, saying. You know what Yikes. somebody needs to do? Somebody needs to make a movie about, like, you know how uh, you hear that all the time? Like, like they shout these things to women. It's like, or, like, guys catcalling women. I want there to be a, a movie made about the, the one time where the girl actually turns around. It's like, yes. It just actually, it actually works. Like, guys catcall women every day. Guys on streams. Oh, I love you. Will you be my girl? And the girl's like, well, yes. It's pl- like a dog chasing a car. Yes. She's like, yes, please give me your phone number and your address and I will come over and we will seal our relationship. <laughs> I <laughs> gotta say. We will consume it. <laughs> I, I, I saw, so I looked up a bunch of them because I just wanted to see examples of them. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, the people that dealt with a hate rate like that by like humoring them, mm-hmm. it ended in like a minute. Every time. Every single time. Like, if you don't get overwhelmed and angry, which is what they want, then they'll stop. Right. It's not that hard. And that principle holds true for, like, most negativity on the internet anyways. Like, I get people who say negative things to me on Instagram. I just don't respond and eventually... Well, they, they come back, like, once a video mm-hmm. and say something something mean. But if you engage, then you're going to have a, a thread of 15 comments going back and forth with this person. And you're giving them exactly what they want. Well, the, the games and online harassment hotline, which I wish was a real thing that you could call into, but it's not... Mm-hmm. Um, with Anita Sarkeesian yeah. picks up. <laughs> Anita Sarkeesian's feminist frequency she just sends you the parent PayPal. organization. Yes. Um, they say that you're allowed to react to hate raids in any way that feels right to you. It's okay to stop streaming, to keep streaming, to talk about it, to not talk about it, to feel angry, to feel numb, to feel scared, Do you have to, to feel pay? anything at all. Did and anyone remember, need this direction? Online harassment is not your fault. Do you have to pay for this kind of advice? Like it's this literally like, like you can do whatever you want. Baby level therapy. Yes. <laughs> I mean, because a, a lot of times it's like baby level responses from these people. Like I got people s- rage. Jeez, people. Oh yeah. Do streamers like rage about? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like. I, I saw a You're lot literally of, letting them win if you do that. Yeah. I saw a lot of them like literally burst into tears. The one that I was like, it's it's kind of rough. Oh my rough. gosh, if you're that sensitive to getting criticism online, you should not be, be. like trying to, to have this like influencer yeah. status or a huge audience. It's well, a, se- like setting you up 
yourself up for failure and humiliation. Like, As I said, there, there's like levels. So like a lot of them, what happens is like they jump on a discord as they're streaming and they start saying the N word and they get like <laughs> immediately like taken down. And if it's like, let's say it's part of your like financial streamer banned. I mean, I'm sure. That? I mean, I'm sure there's been some cases where they have been and they have to go through an appeals process. And I'm sure that like once the fan base is like, well, this is what actually happened. They like they apologize profusely and like you bring them back immediately. But like, if this is like your livelihood, like I'm sure yeah. you get like pretty freaked out. Yep. You know how I feel? I think streaming on Twitch shouldn't be your livelihood. <laughs> Why not? How brave and bold of you. Why not? I mean, I'm not familiar with Twitch or its culture, but for the most part, it just seems like mindless drones in the chat being like poggers and then like women licking prosthetic ears yeah. <laughs> like i i don't have a high opinion of twitch or twitch streamers how about this you can be a twitch no no licking ears and no asmr videos and keep the hot tub videos to a minimum i mean it's a <laughs> spectrum right yeah. like yeah that's why you can't really you, you can't categorize it one or the other my thing is that I see this and I see it happening and all I can think of is the solutions will lead to more problems. Well, the solutions that they offered were like, okay. Uh, they said like you should set up your stream so that you can like instantly, if you get a hate raid, sh lock down your chat, uh, shut off your alerts for like new followers and stuff. Mm and um alert your moderators at the yeah. same time and al also i think they advise streamers to like if they don't want their reaction to be on screen to like go to a, a like a safe screen that doesn't show them safe for a screen. second it's like a safe space well, <laughs> yeah it's literally a safe space like if you don't feel safe streaming in your own home just turn off the stream please yep. um I mean, I like just... those are okay solutions but it's solutions offered to people who don't have the emotional bandwidth to be on the internet in the first place like i i'm always shocked that the internet has become so soft when yeah. like only 10 ish years ago it was very much like it was closer to that wild west era than yeah. than it is now but this is what i mean this, this is precisely what i mean so like i feel that hate streams are a reaction by from edgy boys and girls on the internet, like just being like so sick of the woke pandering, right? And mm -hmm. so they, they keep giving him like promotion and they keep giving him this like absolutely cringe commercials in, in every stream and they keep giving them features and like every mechanism or layer of defense that you add, they'll, I think they'll retort in kind because ultimately what i feel like this like hive mind wants you, is like you. in some way thank like you. an equality of service from the platform yeah. is like it, le like let us all just but and maybe i'm speaking i'm trying to rationalize should like hate it, raids it, be allowed i mean what's a hate raid you know because if i'm streaming for example like people here in chat like some people are nice and some people troll me. Mm -hmm. yeah. And like if, if I was streaming on Twitch and let's say like Brett is also streaming, he ends, he sends me a raid. They 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 know or don't or do not know me and they're like, "Hey Neckbeard or whatever." <laughs> like 
I am the kind of person where I would either make fun of them or make fun of myself. Yep. You know? And, like, a lot of people, as I'm saying, like, they, they win them over. Yeah. The easiest way is to just uh, a little bit of always. self-deprecation goes a, goes a long way. That's uh, always. Learning to laugh at yourself yeah. never hurts. And also just, like, being a more grounded person, yeah. which the average Twitch streamer I don't believe is capable of. Yep. Um, I mean, absolutely. People um, just need to we just have we, thicker skin. Yeah. I'm sorry. People just or we need chatty. to make this this online harassment hotline a real thing, and I'm on the other end. I, I, <laughs> we were I, talking I, about this earlier. I gave I Mary a great some, idea. some examples of what I felt Mary would say, and uh, let's just say it wasn't kind to the We can't repeat on stream. I, I could not repeat any of that for fear of the ban hammer. It would, <laughs> it, would, it would come down hard and swift on us if I was to say what I think Mary would actually say to these people. It's what they need to hear. But it would include the wambulance and some French cries and very yeah, except for it would be a lot more vulgar and yeah, yep. Uh, it'd be <laughs> like uh, if people started super chatting us really really mean things like I, I don't. And it that. were text to speech. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, I just think that so they're having a they're having a meeting at Twitch. Uh, like they all get their soylent, they they gulp <laughs> on it, and then they're like, so how, how do we solve this? And then it's like more hugs and puppies, more hugs and puppies, but like. I don't think, I mean, I think there's some point internally that they understand that the hugs and puppies is what leads to this. Yeah. That it's just like resentment from their audience of like, please stop pandering. Please, we beg you. Like, we need a space anywhere where it's not just a 24-7 pander fest. What do you, what age, uh, what do you think the age demographic is of the people that do it the most frequently? The, the hate raids. I mean, if it's bots, it has to be, I feel like... 25 and, and up because really? they have to have like the te technical knowledge of how to set that up. I don't know. I think there's some like tech savvy edgelords out there who would go through the trouble. Yep. If I had to guess, it was it would be like 16 to like 23. That's what I was thinking. Younger. Definitely yeah. not 25. And also and up. far less. 25 and up, they have like lives yeah. to tend to. I just kept, I mean, some of them. Like, <laughs> I'm just thinking of like not. in the younger generations going to be far less worried about the social implications of, of yeah. the stuff. Yeah. Like my generation would be too scared of being mean to someone. Uh, and uh, yeah, the younger, the, the more vicious, I think. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we get critical oh, yeah. things in like our live chat or our comments or on our social media accounts and I mean, like God knows in the IRL chat, it's the IRL just almost chat. all, almost all insulting. I, sometimes <laughs> I watch IRL chats for the IRL. Like I, I don't, I like mute the show and just read the yeah. chat and like follow the conversation in terms of like, oh my God. It's, it's, it's similar incredible. to like the gnashing of teeth. Yes. In hell. It's, it's, it's like hearing, like I, I can only hear about uh, Ian's. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. Poor Ian's guy. genitals <laughs> so many times or, like, or, or vulgar comments about Mary so many times everyone on the internet gets that type of yeah. feedback yep. and you just gotta like learn to cope like stop being a baby yep. i don't know how to say it other than that or or figure out a way to uh, to avoid it if that if you know it bothers you be an adult the and best find a way, way to, to avoid, avoid getting hate online is to not be extremely uh, online exactly <laughs> yep. this podcast is sponsored by ramp are you the decision maker in your company consider this for the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. 
but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramps business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramps software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Um, Bad Adam 12 said, check out Amanda Lynn as Batgirl. The real question is, is Bad Adam 12 bad app in, hu- in disguise? That's mm. what I want to know. Maybe. Is this his new tactic? Yes. By the way, I got to tell you guys, um, when I started working here, I, I tried the incredibly futile task of moderating IRL chat. Oh, man. That you is, did? That is like a, that sounds like Wait, the world's... Wait, who does mo- moderate that chat? The, the, I mean, like... A, a Anyone? Pl- a plethora of people have tried. Yeah. Is what I'll uh, say. You can't do that. It's, I mean... My favorite part is also the people who say, like, random people uh, dying. Like, uh, it's like R.I.P. Like oh, yeah. Magic Johnson every night. And I'm like, Magic Johnson died? And then I'm like, no, I didn't. Oh, damn it. And then the next night, Magic Johnson? Damn it. <laughs> it's that and the uh, a, a Professor X character? Yeah. <laughs> Always, they're always dying. The uh, yeah, the chat is like I used to avoid it. Like if I'm on, I don't ever look at the chat. But if other people are on, I can I can indulge in reading the chat, uh, and then like feeling kind of like I need a shower afterwards. So. I think one time when I was watching, it was like R.I.P. Kobe, uh, before the whole Kobe Bryant stuff happened, yeah. and I was like, oh my oh. god, and I checked, <laughs> and then uh, when it actually happened, I was like, yeah, right. And then I was on Twitter and I was like, Kobe, you'll never know how your dunk changed my life. And I was like, oh, wow, this time's for real. <laughs> Kobe's still, like, there's still so much, like, one of the most common things I see on Instagram reels is, like, Kobe, it's like speeches Kobe Bryant's given or oh, interviews yeah. given. The dude was a, was a freaking, uh, the most professional person you've ever met, like, as far as his work ethic. He had more work ethic than, like, I have in my pinky. Like, he had more work ethic in his pinky than I have in my whole body. I love I love the the Kanye West Kobe like Nike commercials. Yep. Do you ever see those? Yep. It was like, yep. but Kobe, how many more albums can I sell? I'm a number one seller. More albums. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Hobbit said PCC voice to text when? I don't know. Never. Maybe never. <laughs> that, I can't even trust you guys to send chats that I bad, can read bad, myself. Bad app is like, let's go, voice yeah. to text. It's like, have you met the guy? Like, no. He invents it. I mean, he would be like manually banned from oh, yeah. doing voice to text super chats. Preemptively. Sorry to say. We would have to. We're sorry. <laughs> we just don't want to get in trouble. Jonathan Harris said, I would hate to see their reactions to. Modern Warfare 2 Xbox lobbies. Yeah, oh my god. The, yeah. You had to you, it's from a different era, my friend. Dude, a I better keep, one. An yeah. objectively better one. I'm <laughs> a, sorry. A better time yes. to be alive. Modern Warfare 2 and Gears of Wars like live chat. It was just 12 year olds it's like I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. Like it was like nonstop. Yeah. And like say the most atrocious things and then their mom you gotta do homework. <laughs> like it was incredible. In the, in the background, yeah. Like uh, Shut up mom. 
That generation's doomed. I don't want any Hot Pockets. <laughs> Basically. Hobbit said, Streaming can be a job, but I don't think it's healthy from a mental and social side. In my opinion, the potential negatives outweigh the positives. I mean, even for what we do here, being doing a live show every day, is, it's a little bit like that, but not quite the same. But, like, there's a lot of, like... I was trying to explain to somebody that I was like, you have to like be on like when you're doing the show, right? Like you can't, yeah. who you are on air is not quite the same as who you are off air. It's still your personality, but you still have to find a way to make it engaging and be a, it's like a heightened version of, uh, of what you would be like off air. And then obviously you have to learn the constraints of like operating in the environment, like as far as, uh, rules for, uh, polite speech Stuff like that, it's, it's not easy. Believe it or not, the way we talk on the show <laughs> is similar, but not the same way we talk, if not on the show. Uh, yes, it's, uh, you know, you look for recording devices for the way you talk off the, off the show, just to be safe. <laughs> Wayward Soul said, anecdotal example, I heard of Mike David from Red Bar Radio because of crybaby comedians complaining about him. Now his show is one of my faves. Scars Club. That's a, I mean, that's that's a, I, I'm trying to think of like things that I found because of other people complaining uh, about them. But I, I don't really think most of the stuff that I find I find pretty organically. So, mm. um, well, Andrew Schultz. Andrew, yeah. Yeah. That, his his an stuff example. was uh, He's so annoying. No, I love Andrew Schultz. Oh, I, I didn't think his set was that good. It's uh, his marketing is, is on point, but uh, he's his uh, marketing he's is good, good at promoting himself. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Yep. I just think his persona. So like, <laughs> Typical. <laughs> he looks like a guy who would tell you, you great jokes this war? outside of a. Bodega. I mean, he'd win. Like he's yeah. like a rich Giga Chad. Yep. Mm. I'm just a pauper Giga Chad. You know. <laughs> uh, Bad app has one. Do we read that one? No, I'm not reading it. Not reading that one. Sorry, Bad app. <laughs> oh, it's love you, buddy. Red Swoon said, "Like I get it that it can bother you if you get harassed day after day, but still, internet gonna internet. Anonymous people gonna be terrible. You gotta expect it." Learn to brush it off. To me, the more annoying one is death threats because it, it's just like that. That's well, like, that, what does that even mean? What is that anymore? exactly? What does that even mean? Like, uh, I have no idea. If it's not like specific or actionable, law enforcement can't do anything about it, and neither can anyone else. Yep. So just shut up about it. I mean, we've had a hard enough time here with like everyone's the, gotten those. Have you? Uh, yeah. Like everyone who's used the internet has gotten a death threat. It doesn't mean anything necessarily. Dude. Try to make fun of Lydia one day on Twitter and her army of sips. Like, me and Lydia, literally our entire friendship has been from beginning to end insulting each other. Like, but dearly, right? And, like... <laughs> sure. I mean... And then, like, her... Oh, my God. Her army just, like, starts, like, uh, Trump derangement syndrome! And, like, Lydia has to be like, guys, stop. Says, <laughs> like, anytime somebody says something uh, negative to me and then if somebody responds, I'm like, leave it alone. Don't engage you don't need to do that i, I engage need, i love it i don't need your i mean i don't help. care i don't need your help. i love it i usually like turn them around with a little bit of my latinx spiciness and they're like hey you know what you're pretty you charm them and like, <laughs> I, I do wait a minute dane one asked me for a job at the end of it he was like can i work for <laughs> that's you that's what it's all about really is honestly jealousy. yeah yep <laughs> Waffle Sensei said the IRL chat is literally just one big hate raid. I have admitted a portion <laughs> of my life to the, to these chat rooms specifically for this reason. I oh, actually wow. I actually took some screenshots last night cuz they did this thing last night where they were talking about uh like they were they were fantasy booking like a, a movie 
whatever they were talking about, about the a woman's power fantasy in a superhero movie. Oh, yeah, and yeah. there was a chat in there that says, what am I watching? Is this pop culture crisis? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then the next one said, D- bring back Ghost Girl. And then under that, like somebody talked about Ocean's 8 didn't make any money. And I almost took the time to like get in there and, t- and, and <laughs> dissuade them of this notion that the crappy Ocean's 8 movie didn't make money. Because it did. It did profit. Uh, $297 million in all female Ocean's movie made uh, on a budget of $70 million. Jamie was surprised to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Gold Macro said, oh man, Gears Chats, <laughs> telling little punks I was going to whine and dine <laughs> their moms at a fancy place. Classic. <laughs> Classic. I'm telling you, it, it was legendary. Johnny Peebles said, some people need to learn to laugh and move on. I feel that we've traded self-worth for narcissism Internet people don't matter as much as real life. Does, uh, no kidding. Can you can somebody explain that to me? Uh, traded self worth for narcissism, meaning like because uh, narcissism be is all about endlessly outward. Yeah, it, okay. it's about like trying to control the way other people perceive you rather than yeah. being grounded in yourself. Yep. All right, all right. We are going to move on, guys. We're going to talk about this. This article is uh, when Mary came in today. I, I was having a. Just <laughs> you were having an absolute uh, aneurysm about this. It was like I was reading it. And I kept waiting for like the the part where I actually could figure out what was wrong, and I couldn't find it. And then it just it got more and more nuts, and my my face just kind of melted. Do so Mary? A, sorry to interrupt, but like Mary came up. I was like, "Hey, Mary. Hey, Dane." And she was like immediately talking about this article. It's it's <laughs> insane. It's oh, it's, what, did I say something about it? I guess I was talking about it without realizing. Okay, well, we're going to talk about (laughs) it. Station 19 writer's room incident involved written racial slur sparks inclusive workplace discussion, leadership structure changes. I think it's so much funnier that this took place over Zoom. Yes. Purely over Zoom. So so basically... Just no communication whatsoever. Uh, if you guys don't know what Station 19 is, it's a it's a spinoff of Grey's Anatomy. If that it's because nobody in this chat, or if you like Grey's show, Anatomy, it seems you really like Grey's Anatomy, and if you 19. don't, you don't care at all. So so basically, what happened is, uh, in fact, I'm just gonna read it because it was reading it that did it to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the, we'll go down to the part that says it says more than a year later after the incident involving they talk about George Floyd they had some really powerful episode right after George Floyd came out so I want you to make note this is their weapon of choice a powerful a powerful episode social commentary episode they want to live in this arena where their job is to speak truth to power even though they work for billion dollar companies uh, and they want to talk about social me- social messaging and all this stuff so if that's your weapon of choice that's the arena you're in fine let's get into it more than a year after the incident involving the depiction of racism on the page has left the writing team of Grey's Anatomy spinoff reeling according to sources it has to do with a writer's recent draft of an outline for an upcoming season six episode that included numerous uses of a racial slur by a racist character I hear that the script was assigned to a white writer. So that's what they, they make sure to point that out, that that's the most important part of this, that the, the writer who was writing this racist character was white. Uh, and the word in question was, I'm not going to say the word. It starts with a B. Uh, it starts with a B. Uh, it says a derogatory reference to a person from Latino descent. The outline was met with shock and disbelief when shared with the writer's room. Intentions grew to a point where the virtual room had to be put on pause. <laughs> Sources said Vernoff on Monday sent an email to the staff, a copy of which was obtained by deadline, in which she spoke 
re of recent harm and systemic issues that would be addressed in a Zoom meeting on Tuesday. It was to be attended by Jones. That was the person who wrote the an organizational psychologist. That you know who's making more money off diversity, equity, inclusion than anyone? Consultants, Consultants They're and psychologists. A psychology consultant group specializing in fostering diversity and inclusion in work environments and leadership. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Nobody who works in the field that was just described is there to include or make anything better. Their, no. their, their job is to make your life miserable and make you feel disassociated <laughs> and disconnected from literally everybody As if you work with. doing your entire job in a writer's room virtually wasn't no. enough to make that happen. Exactly. And I, where I am speculating this tension came from actually wasn't shock and disbelief that he wrote it, but people waiting for the next reaction from their coworkers yeah. before they could give their response to the script outline. They had to understand socially whether other people found it to be acceptable. Yep. So like if you're in the Zoom call and people just start conversing about his, his outline as if it's no big deal, then likely all of these people would fold and act like it's fine. Because he wrote it in a tone that depicts that character in a bad, in a negative light. So you're not even allowed to write bad characters as bad characters anymore. It's kind of like the Papa John's thing. Like with, with him. With Papa John, he said the N-word on a call with other board members for Papa John's. And in referring the to of, it in the context yeah. of like, we wouldn't want to say this. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so that, and then he was you know, just publicly lambasted for that, even though it took no nuance into account. Yep. I, but I don't even think that the writer's room necessarily reacted that same way. Yeah. They reacted with fear about their own reputations. Yes. The outline was met with shock and disbelief when shared with the writer's room. Intentions grew to a point where the virtual room had to be put on pause, sources said. Uh, I cannot... Uh, understand what they're supposed to do the whole point of a writer's room is to bounce ideas back and forth and have it feel creatively free uh, and you should be able to have your ideas shut down in a writer's room with yes perfect comfortability there was but a there was that a, didn't happen there was a bunch of discussion about like some people saying there shouldn't have been dialogue in a in an outline anyways that's not true some people use heavy dialogue in their outlines other people don't that depends on the person writing well, it. Well, then That's say that the problem was dialogue no. in his outline, not the word. Exactly. You know what? It's a real shame that we keep getting stories like this because I saw, I saw, I saw Hispanic at that moment. That we can't get any stories like this <laughs> uh, because clearly like the world seems to be in the mental health crisis. And I, I'm not, I'm not saying that to be funny, you know, like it's, it's so evident by day-to-day -day interactions with people that like people seem to be like really struggling with some things and the industry that should really you know be at it in its best behavior right now and be like completely like trying to at, at their top form they're not i feel like they it's it behooves them for people to continue having worse and worse like mental health issues mm -hmm. and it's just like every day there's a new one every day like it raises more and more as if to like you know, well, I guess you need the service more. So, like, apparently we don't because, you know, how have, has any, me had, like, mental health professionals, like, they don't even seem to be, like, putting the curve down at all. 
We will not be <laughs> we will not proceed with business as usual until the recent harm and systemic issues have been addressed and healing has begun. I want to know what healing. the f what does that look like? What does healing look like because somebody wrote a bad character saying bad things to uh, to show just how bad the bad character was? What the hell needs to be healed from that? It's a writer's room. Their job is to be there to creatively output different dialogue and scenes together and then people uh, come together to figure out the best way to do so. How could anybody feel creatively free in that environment? This is also them not wanting to decide how they want to do social commentary. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you, guys. Because they did this very impactful and important cultural commentary after uh, George Floyd's death. Yeah. And they considered that acceptable. Yeah. But when the wrong person makes the wrong step in that direction, then you have to shut it down. It's like either it's all acceptable and on the table for writing or Or it's it's not. not. And for the writers, it's like it's like being a sky. It's like being terrified of heights and having to choose skydiving as a career. Why would you write in this space? Why would you? If I was a straight white male writer, I would never, ever, ever, ever engage in this realm because you will lose this also, every time. It, I think them being on Zoom has a lot to do yes. with why this happened. That was the next because question. you're not receiving people's reactions to what you wrote in real time with uh, their all of their facial expressions in person. And I feel like there's also a sense where on Zoom, you're still not in private, um, whereas in a physical room together, then the privacy would allow people to give more honest feedback and feel freer to give, yeah. you know. I don't think there's a single industry where a person that has these proclivities is suited for. Yeah. Like truly. Like you have to well, be like the com- consultant industry. The con- we mean, need a shirt that says down with the consultant class. I mean to be we like effective as a professional, yeah. like truly. Because like unless you're like a, a completely independent, like subscriber based mommy vlogger that's like drink <laughs> that's like drinking wine and saying yes queen twenty four seven to your like band of merry idiots. Like I truly don't see like you can't like you can't write like you can't take feedback yeah right that's so crucial to pretty much 60 yep. percent of like 21st century jobs it's also it's also network tv so likely the the word would have been edited in some way where like he said it and then they cut the shot uh, uh so they wouldn't have heard it. i don't know if that word would have been allowed uh on, on network tv i don't i think it would have been so, so it's th- a rather dated Term. term anyways and i was watching i was re-watching american gangster the other night and there's a scene at the end where uh, a character uses a very offensive term uh for a jewish person but th- it's to assi- it's to show you how bad this dude is like this character's uh, a, a piece of crap and he it shows in his language and the way he treats other people but the scene like they get the the, the guy in question doesn't have a lot of screen time so they kind of have to s- show you something very very shocking to get it across that this is not a guy that you want to root for right towards the end I suppose so yeah. so like if they weren't able to do that now if that, that movie came out now and they had to cut that scene would it have been as impactful no I don't think it would have you know what I, I feel like I just had an epiphany right now okay what is it like perhaps the reason why every single movie and show that we get is a remake 
is because like the condition of the current writing rooms. Well, yeah, writing because, rooms like, are awful right now. Right, because and they can't ever come to a consensus of mm-hmm. like what they want to write because they just have all these invisible rules about all these like um, audiences that they have to pander and cater to. So and like. If you do something for, let's say, LGBT, then you're not doing something for the African-American community, then you're not doing something for natives, then you're not doing something for Hispanics. And they're all just, they just keep fighting and fighting for clout. Yep. And at some point, you know, the purpose of what well, their objective was, like, gets lost. It's like, well, let's do Batman for the trillionth time. Yeah. Yep. Well, doing this virtually and with too many people involved at once mm-hmm. is a recipe for disaster. But maybe back in the day, a large writer's room where people can all spitball ideas works when there was creative freedom. And people- actual privacy, because as much as it can seem like you have privacy on a digital platform, you know that you don't. Yeah. And anyone could be recording the entire exactly. thing. Like, I, I think about that now. Like People are on guard because they know that they could be recorded at any time. And you just don't have the same chemistry that you would... Yep. It does not translate in the same room. Like I've like one of my one of the things that I noticed is like uh, I, I watched a couple of compilations back in the day of like people who did like virtual interviews and then seeing that same person interviewed in person and almost always their dynamic and their ability to convey what they believe or mm-hmm. or, or feel more ingratiating as an interviewee always comes across better when they're face to face with that person. Yeah, on a, vi- a virtual interview, someone has to force themselves to look at the webcam so that it appears to the other person like. They're making eye contact. That's so unintuitive. And take that to the writer's room. How are you going to effectively communicate the creative ideas you have? Also, audio delay is one of the worst parts of like any type of like whenever like you see like people do their interviews like we're live with so and so like hi Bob. (laughs) Like they they do that on um, Pierce Morgan Uncensored. Yeah, it's so bad. (laughs) Pierce Morgan. Like it's hard enough. Like sometimes, like even in 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 the show, like we're we're all like good friends and like we're respectful of each other, and you you don't want to step on anyone's point. So like imagine like a Zoom call of these like narcissistic psychopaths that all just want to have their like clap moment. So somebody says, I, I was reading some of the comments and it was really funny because I feel bad for the poor uninitiated people in the comments section who don't realize how bad Hollywood is. And they're like, what's, I don't get it. So it says, <laughs> what exactly happened? Was it a character saying it or a real person saying it? Very confused. If they're censoring <laughs> what a racist would say, isn't that not in character? Oh, to be a fly on, the, on that psychology group session. Please someone document that. There are harmful words to every group, but pretend that they don't exist. That... <laughs> That ignorance doesn't exist is also harmful. So it's like these poor people just don't know how bad Hollywood has gotten. So they're kind of called it's like maybe it's like a culture shock. Like they don't realize that they've gone off the they're deep like end. They're like yelling into the void. Yeah. So how are writers supposed to portray bigoted characters without using the actual language? How about no one gets to use any pejorative language, including those who happen to be part of the ethnic group in the slur? We'll just have to invent new language in place of the word. So in place of the Mexican pejorative term, because it's not for all people of Spanish speaking descent we'll use the word fluffy cloud <laughs> but even by th- so by that logic like how do you convey a villain in with those rules yep. so like would you imagine the joker being like haha batman my pronouns are they them and this like like what do you mean is this like, because the writer was white well absolutely yeah because if you're trying to do social commentary on race relations of any kind and you're white then you need to sit down and be quiet yep. and let the uh, let the marginalized groups talk. You can't have an opinion. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
It's uh, this story is one of those ones like there was the other one about the there was a, another I don't remember the name of the person there like who was like on a show last year who wrote, was brought in to write for or like to give stories about what he had experienced at like the '92 race riots mm-hmm. and talked about how a, 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 a racist cop had called him the N word and he said the N word in the in the meeting and got fired That's for crazy. saying a story about what actually happened to him. That's insane. <laughs> they just you, can't hear the what? sound. Yeah. That's insane. So uh, it's just like, this is one of those stories where, okay, so uh, this is the other one. It says, whether it's racism, ageism, unwanted sexual attention in the workplace, etc., if one person is made to feel uncomfortable, or even if a third person is afraid of the sec- that a second person was uncomfortable. That's exactly what I was referring to. All of them were waiting for the next person's yep. reaction. And you it know wasn't this, that they were all in shock. And you know this dude was never going to get any backup. No, their career. Everyone's no. like, no, nah, I'm not risking my career for this dude. No, no way. I would like to see the the gender breakdown in this meeting as well. Oh yeah, dude, if it I, was a bunch of women. Wham! Yeah, it would have been. Dude, <laughs> I gotta tell you. So I used to. I'm not gonna say the name of the company, but like I used to work for like a pretty like corpo company, and rarely, but occasionally, sometimes I, I like try to speak up every time there was like some kind of this nonsense, mm-hmm. and dude, like. The, like the backlash would be immediate and extreme and you can see on people's faces that like some people were like oh man like he's really gonna eat it after that one yeah. and like I'm sure like in like a less like mm. po- pop- uh, politicized world like some people would have said anything but like yeah that's that's what people are thinking they're just like trying to protect their livelihood yeah. every single person there saw their life flat it's like the like when we when lauren southern was on the guy says the n-word in the in the video and he's just repeat all he's and doing he's is repeating song lyrics and you literally see like he's about to lose his life your life is over because people are mentally ill and they yeah. don't understand how to handle social situations at all and we have done this to ourselves we have made our relations through intersectionality uh the uh, the pushing of the progressive agenda we have made it worse for ourselves and we are way uh, and we're suffering because of it. Well, I don't even know if it's political as much as it's just like we were never supposed to have Internet access. No, and we like weren't. N- more. We weren't supposed to know that this many people even existed, let yeah. alone that this many people could hate you. <laughs> yep, that's that's the like me and Mary differ on our opinions of uh, the importance of the printing press, but I definitely uh, agree that well, the we internet... wouldn't have gotten to the internet without <laughs> it. That's for sure. But the uh, to me the sometimes one of the most important things I think is the internet was definitely a mistake. <laughs> but think about the dank memes. The, the Maymays, yep. though. Yep. <laughs> Tis worth. Someone said Mary was born during the last crisis of the writers' strike. Uh, Did that occur in 2000? There was a writer's strike in 2007 I as well. I remember that being in the late 2000s. Yeah, there was a writer's strike in 2007. That's the reason uh, Star the, the second Transformers movie is so bad. Well, I love it, but other people hate it. Uh, it's because it was made during a writer's strike. There's uh, whole shows were canceled because that they were going on during that writer's strike. Yeah, mm-hmm. They got precipitously worse. The writing? Well, there's also just too much to be made now, and there's just not enough good writers to go around. The Transformers on, movies, uh, I mean. Uh... I, I love the first three. I like the first one. I the the second one was like less The second good. one's awful, but I still love it. And the third one is objectively fine. The rest of them... It's objectively could, fine. The rest of them I could take <laughs> it or leave it. I'm going to put that Patrick on my Dempsey resume. It. It's got Patrick Dempsey in it. How bad could it be? <laughs> Let's get to Super Chats. Let's do it. Jonathan Harris said, have a crisis party, my guys. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thanks for that. Ravioli, th- ravioli, the sheriff shot my <laughs> dog Yoli. 
sent us a dollar with no message. Thank you. Maybe the name was the message. F. Obviously. <laughs> F's in chat for the doggy, please. <laughs> um, Bad app. Should I even say that? I don't know. I don't want to say that. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, bad app. Classic Hobbit bad said, app. These are the people streaming. Can't handle life. Yep. Yeah. Darko's <laughs> one. You can said, skip the word. I don't oh, know as a Mexican, blank is my favorite word to use to describe myself. If someone tried to use it to be racist to me, I'd laugh. My favorite joke is I may be a blank, but I'm not the only Juan. <laughs> That's funny. Let's go. <laughs> See, it's like they want to speak for all, for everyone. And we're going to talk about that when we get into my follow-up segments in Podluck about Eminem and my band. Yeah. And yes, oh, my God, dude. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan Harris said, was there outrage for Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus dialogue? I just played it last night, and it had a bunch of hard N-words in the opening dialogue. It is funny how they pick and choose where to enforce the... Uh, it's like a powder keg. Like it's, It could go off at any time in any situation, but you never know where it's going to be enforced and where it won't. Yeah. These uh, type of things. Isn't there a director that's like notorious for having the N-word in his movies? Um, I mean, Samuel Tarantino. Tar uh, does he? Tarantino no. does oh, that yeah. a lot, doesn't no, he's, he? He says F-word in, in it. Like, no, no, bro. He has both. I thought it was Trust. just like straight up racial slurs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen enough of them to know. And um, then Nero Garcia. Oh, and, and Nathan Costs. He's yep. Okay, Nero Garcia said, if more people were punched into the face... We'd have a moon and Mars colony by now. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure how you made that association. I, I don't know. Like, uh. would we punch them to the moon? He's not not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, more so if people were just, like, raised properly. We could do with, uh, um, like, I, one of the most, the funniest debates that I still people here have lately, and it's less political than a lot of the other ones, is, like, should you spank your kids? It's still rather political. I think it... it Divides across political lines. So. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe but it just feels like such a like a I don't know. Like my my, I don't know if we talk about these situations. Like well, <laughs> for my, for in my family, but uh, let's like, save it for behind the paywall. Yeah, we'll, we'll put that we'll put that one behind the paywall. <laughs> I have some takes on that. Everyone does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Nathan Koss said, "We live in the time of anti-definitions. If we define the terms and words we aren't allowed to use, we can't shift the goalposts at a moment's notice. It's not about knowing what to fight against. It's about wielding the mob. The, the, the thing about like her, her in this article, the, when she gave her, when the producer of the show gave their speech about everything, when they talk about things like, uh, I'll get right back into it. When she talks about things like healing and uh, all the dialogue, it's that's, all buzzwords. That's women. It's, I'm sorry. That is, that is women controlling speech, controlling communication, because that's what they want. And They're out of control and, and they want to take it back. Yeah. And it's all buzzwords and you can't, like you can't even have a rational discussion about whatever you're talking about. Cause you have to decode what the hell they mean to begin that's with. That's like the pathological levels of altruism and misguided empathy that women have yeah. being weaponized. It's like uh, when they were talking about Ocean, Ocean's 8 last night and like one big thing that came up in Ocean's 8 and the 355 is like work is like what's fair for salaries for these people. Men don't care about what's fair for salaries. They want to make their like they're, they're going to negotiate their highest contract that they can. They're not going to worry about what their co-star is making because it's not their business. 
the women are the ones that care about who's uh, whether they're making the fair amount of money. And, and it's weird because men do. are the more competitive yeah. of the sexes. Yes. It's kind of getting reversed. Yep. All right. Let's move on. Let's go on. Let's go Podluck. Podluck. Uh, and you want to start with this one? You, you, you sure. had a lot to say about, uh, about Melanie here. So I, let's go ahead. And I also just want to use this as an opportunity to applaud the early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, early 2000s. <laughs> we miss you. Um... I, I Mary misses heroin chic. She does. Well, that was more in the nineties, yes. but the two thousands was just like still, you know, derivative of that. Anyways, Melanie Linsky says she was body shamed on the set of Coyote Ugly. I was already starving myself. I want to point out that Coyote Ugly is one of my favorite movies of all time. I wonder why. Throw all the shade you want. I love that. Does it movie. have something to do with Jennifer Garner? Uh, Je- you mean Piper Paraboo? Not <laughs> Jennifer Garner. Piper Paraboo. Movie's incredible. <laughs> that name sounds fake. Piper? Uh, Piper Paraboo? Um, she was in Covert Affairs. So she, she told The Hollywood Reporter all the girls had this regimen they had to go on. It was ridiculous. I was already starving myself and as thin as I could possibly be for this body, and I was still a size four. That was already people putting a lot of spanks on me in wardrobe fittings and being very disappointed when they saw me. The costume designer being like, nobody told me there would be girls like you. That feels fake. I'm sorry. No way. I mean, I don't know how these people talk on set. Uh, Really intense feedback about my physicality, my body, people doing my makeup and being like, I'm just going to help you out by giving you a bit more of a jawline and stuff. What's wrong with that? Like, That's literally what makeup is for, the whole regardless point of, of your weight. It's a visual industry, and the people behind the scenes' job is to make you yeah. look the most appealing for whatever the role may be in front of a camera. It's like when we covered that thing about the actress who was like in Troy, and she's like, I had to go and show, look at the producers in my costume, and I had to spin around, and I felt like a piece of meat. I'm like, he's <laughs> literally going to pay you millions of dollars to be in front of a camera. He's seeing how the hell you're going to look That's what you're in front of a camera. For essentially um just the feedback was constantly you're not beautiful you're not beautiful in your early 20s so much of it is about beauty and how people respond to you and do people want to f you i mean i don't know i feel like that's projection a little bit yeah um and you mentioned that also she was casted to be sort of a plain jane character in comparison to her co-stars so the I whole mean, point is that Piper Paraboo is this small town girl who's beautiful and wants to yeah. go to the city. She doesn't even want to be a singer. She wants to be a songwriter, which is actually the most interesting part of the movie. Uh, and <laughs> she, I can't believe you know the plot. I, <laughs> I, so I, invested. I could I could tell you this movie word for like literally. <laughs> Please do. I could literally do it word for it. Okay, but the point is the friend is very much like you said. She's homely like for a movie in, in Hollywood. She's supposed to be homely, but yes. she's obviously still pretty f- and. A normal size. I don't know what size four is, but size four sounds normal to me. I mean, it's two away from zero. Okay. So, you know, she wasn't she wasn't overweight at the time. Wait, I understand. A four is two away from zero. Yeah, because it goes zero to two to four. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I just learned that too. Don't learned worry about too. it. I was like, huh? Math. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, she was relatively thin at the time, and I understand why she'd be frustrated that. Uh, people on set didn't think that was good enough. 
Um, they also like totally. Th- this is n- sneaky and manipulative <laughs> uh, journalism. Is they don't use a modern picture to, picture of her. Well, they use a picture of her from, from back when period. the movie was being shot yes. and uh, promoted. But yeah, now she is kind of overweight. Yeah, but she's she's speaking about it in retrospect at like age forty four about how she was treated in her early twenties. And she feels like now she's casted a lot more fairly. And I don't know if you can attribute that to, like, just the times changing. Times or, changing. Or what. But, like, if anything, I think at least back then we had more standards. Yeah. Whereas now people feel like they deserve to be celebrated based on their appearance. But also not have their appearance uh, attributed to their successes at all. Yeah. It's, what? like, this weird paradox they want they want to have their cake and eat it and eat it too and eat it too and more and more and more cake oh man i didn't even mean to do that Uh, (laughs) but like yeah like she they want it to not matter but also be celebrated for the fact that i'm representing this group of uh of this body type it is a weird uh yeah i feel bad for saying that she wants to have her cake and eat it too but well (laughs) it was unintentional okay it was unintentional But um, she said today, uh, I had a lot of beliefs when I started about what I was supposed to look like. It feels very nice to be in a body that I'm comfortable in, to be aging and have people want to cast me. Mm -hmm. Um, So they don't want to cast you for any more altruistic reasons. They're doing it because it's in right now. It's almost worse. Yeah, I, I can't imagine how she doesn't see that. She doesn't. That it's still pandering. It's just pandering to a different audience than it was before. So it's still using you as, like, a moneymaker. Coyote Ugly had uh, Bridget Monaghan in it, who is still, like, acting very, very regularly. She's been on Blue Bloods for, like, 9,000 seasons, and she was was John Wick's dead wife in the first movie. Uh, She still looks very, very good, even though she's, uh, I think she's getting close to her 50s right now. So, uh, you know, it is almost worse that, like, they're doing, they're not doing it because they're any more inclusive. They're doing it because inclusivity is just fashionable right now. Yeah, it's like they're still making young actresses insecure. Mm -hmm. In fact, more, more than anything now, it's the young teenaged ones who are being aged up yeah. in public appearances than ones in their early 20s getting aged down. Yep. That's even worse, yep. in my opinion. So she, uh, she says, uh, I had a lot of beliefs when I started about, out about what I was supposed to look like, she told the magazine. It feels very nice. So to me, do you think that's like, is that a, a product of everyone just talking to her and telling her this stuff? Like, I imagine that a person who is um, doing her wardrobe and putting her in something says something like that in passing and probably meant nothing by it. The part about saying, I didn't know I was going to have to be dressing girls like you who, that look like you. I don't think that they meant that in a negative fashion, like most of the but time. But to her at the time, it might have it been would've... of astronomical importance. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, but like, y- you just need to realize you're not being casted for your personality. Yep. That would make no sense. That would mean you're getting casted to be yourself. In a visual industry. You're supposed to be somebody else. In a visual industry. And she perfectly pulled off like uh, a homely looking best friend who is definitely not moving to the big city uh, to become a star. And and homely only by the most Hollywood standards, which is still gorgeous. Yes, still very attractive, but just not get over yourself, basically. (laughs) I want a Brad Dasovic book club about Coyote Ugly. Oh, let's go. He's like, like, chapter one, 
the character's intentions. She wanted to be a star. She did. She wanted to be a star. <laughs> There's also uh, some great ma- old school uh, iMac uh, product placement in here with the bubble computer with like, oh, the different colors. I love it's it. It's freaking great. They should bring that back. They should. Just it's, put nothing in the bubble. <laughs> it's like, it still weighs nothing. It's yeah. Just, it's, it's, it, the old one was heavy. This one weighs nothing, but it lights up. I love it. Oh, my God. It's, it's a, they also make it look like creating your own music is like, really easy. That's, that's, it's like a, her learning how to actually produce music it's basically like a two-second montage. I'm like, I don't think it actually happens that quickly, but okay. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, also has a random Tyra Banks appearance. Yeah, I saw it, that. You showed me the clip who doesn't earlier. love Who doesn't love Tyra Banks? I kind of want to watch it now. Let's, let's go. <laughs> we review that. You convinced me. <laughs> All um, right. Uh, let's laugh at She-Hulk. She-Hulk. I, I don't so much laugh at it as much as I just want to gag. Uh, like... So <laughs> uh, they're standing with the with the visual effects artists on this, right? In like, solidarity with the workers. As long as they get their work done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on time. And <laughs> under budget. Time. And under budget. <laughs> I feel... Incri- okay, so it says, The She-Hulk attorney at law team is defending criticism about the visual effects... Uh, where a, a vi- about the visual effects work with Tatiana Maslany uh, amid a recent wave of vi- visual effects artists speaking up about alleged poor working conditions for work uh, that involve working for Marvel. So basically, mm-hmm. it's like Marvel always wants like three or four options for every scene for what it would look like. They ask for stuff up until the last minute. It's like crunch time for video games, but apparently worse. Uh, to work for Marvel and since Marvel is such a big studio now they basically have a monopoly like if you're a visual effects a house you probably have to work with Marvel in some fashion uh, and then plus other people kind of fall into that habit of like it would be prestigious to work for Marvel so they all get underbid they're getting paid in exposure this yeah. looks oh, bad to the God. point that's what it is I hate I can't believe you even had to say that out loud like I just I'm having flashbacks to when I started after exactly. film school and yes yeah. uh, it's it's across different it's industries great exposure yeah. these effects look bad to the point where I'm like I think makeup would have been better it, uh, it literally would have just just put her in some green makeup. Jessica Gao, uh, Gao, who is head writer on the series, added, It's terrible that a lot of artists feel rushed and feel that the workload is too massive. I mean, I think everybody on this panel st- stands in solidarity with all the workers and are very pro-good working conditions. We are pro-not making you work We're for free. pro-not sweatshops. Yes. <laughs> like, okay, good for you, She I never guess. buys a bag from one of those stands uh, in New York City, uh, in Times Square. <laughs> she never buys a fake bag. It, this... The the visual effects, especially on her face, the mouth are are so disturbing. Every time I look at the the trailer yeah. or just any stills of it, you can't manipulate it in any fashion that makes it look acceptable to go on the big screen. Like yeah. it's actually like ugly Sonic level of unacceptable. Like just fix it. There's just sh- fix the freaking movie. Before Not even a movie, you release TV it, show, please. TV show. So less or budget. TV show. But that's what I'm thinking. So I think Mar, I think literally the the standard right now for entertainment is so low mm. that Marvel is like, listen, we got these nerds by the you know what's like we don't we don't even have that case, really just showing. Just don't even bother with the extra mile. No, and it's really showing. Just. Don't even bother with the visual effects artists. Didn't Honestly. anybody see the original Hulk TV show? Show is freaking awesome. Well, now they have Mark Ruffalo. Well, that's, co- <laughs> I mean, that's downgrade in anything. Soy like, Hulk. A- anything with Mark Ruffalo is a huge downgrade. But <laughs> the original Hulk TV show is freaking hilarious and awesome. They should do that again. 
So they, they addressed criticism of how She-Hulk looked on the series. I do think that has to do with our culture's belief in their ownership of women's bodies. What? Bro. I'm sorry, what? Like, can, can any criticism be objective without it being like, you just hate me because I'm... Ownership of her yes. She-Hulk body. Yes. Okay, I'm going to read that again. Uh, she said, uh, is it Koro? Uh, Cairo? Cairo? Koro? Uh, address the criticism of how She-Hulk looked on the series. I quote, I do think that has to do with our culture's belief in their ownership of women's bodies, she said. Well, I would love you to take some ownership of your own agency and inability to deliver a good-looking show. <laughs> she, said, uh, she said, there's a lot of talk about her body type. It's a She-Hulk character. It's literally one of the most important aspects of the character, you nutcase. Uh, uh, we based her on a lot of Olympian athletes, not bodybuilders, but I think we've gone, I think we'd gone far the other way. We would have been facing the same critique. I think it's very hard to win when we make p women's bodies. They would have the same criticism of any Hulk character. They criticized Thanos, uh, the, the color of Thanos uh, being different in every time he would be in a Marvel movie. There was criticism of all the CGI in Marvel for any character. If anything, I want to know why it's uh, expected that uh, all the male characters have to have eight-pack abs uh, and they never, and, and then they're constantly told that they're uh, pieces of meat in these articles. And then the next article from the same website talks about how you cannot uh, abuse women by uh, talking positively about what they look like uh, in their femininity. Listen, I just want to say, if you're an Olympic athlete that was based to do She-Hulk, you need to seek immediate medical attention. Yeah, like you <laughs> are not well. Nope. I mean, maybe they just mean they exaggerated what's naturally possible. I do think that we have to. It's our Do you really think that this has to do with our culture's belief in the ownership of? No, it's bodies? lazy. They're just covering for lazy work. It's like it's such a weird way to phrase it. Yeah, it's, it's very Handmaid's Tale. Like, please. <sighs> Everything in Hollywood feels like it's written by a PR person who went to like. A liberal arts school and has a, a degree in gender studies and as it's well. not even the the musculature that's the only no, criticism her face is uncanny valley yep. like extremely so i can't even watch her talk in the trailer yep so it's uh, it's absolutely ridiculous i want to finish on a fun note though i want to finish okay, on a fun go. note so yesterday we talked about uh two things we talked about britney spears uh giving it to the catholic church by complaining that they wouldn't let her get married Slams at this. Slams Catholic Church. Slams a Catholic Church <laughs> for not letting her get married uh, at this. It was a beautiful church. Uh, and so she complained about that. Uh, and then we had a, a, another one about people were mad that Eminem did the video, <laughs> uh, my band with D12, in which he, um, what they call appropriated uh, Mexican culture. Uh, and we have, have follow-ups. Follow we, we have follow-up content today. <laughs> don't say that we don't follow these stories, these very, very important... Don't say we lack journalistic integrity. integrity. We follow these we very... We will die on that hill. <laughs> we, we follow these very important stories through to the end, ladies and gentlemen. So <laughs> the Catholic Church says that you ne she never asked them to get married there, apparently. So, But if she had, they would have still said, said no. no. <laughs> she bashed, bashed uh, an L.A. Catholic church claiming that they wouldn't allow her to get married it's there. It's an L.A. Catholic church. Of course they would let her. If you missed it, Brittany went on Instagram, and now a rep for the church tells us that they checked their records. I'm picturing the checks notes. 
Uh, the <laughs> singular <laughs> old woman who is in charge of their records <laughs> made sure to double check. Phyllis, Phyllis in the in the <laughs> office checked checked the records, <laughs> and Helen from uh, another department relayed this message uh, and says uh, they they checked the records, which show Brittany never personally visited the church or asked to have her wedding there. To be fair, maybe it was a rep for Britney Spears that asked, and it's filed under the rep's name. And Phyllis mm-hmm. from accounting. Uh, in the office, she got all confused. Got confused and didn't realize that it was actually the rep's name, not Britney Spears' name originally. Well, here's the thing: even if she had gone through the proper avenue and asked the church about this, they would have said no because neither she nor Sam Asghari are Catholic. confirmed Catholics. Yep. Therefore, their marriage cannot be officiated by a Catholic priest. Yep. So it's uh, she would have been out of luck anyways. It's a problem. So just try to find a pretty <laughs> church that's not a Catholic church. Dane, would you have gotten married in that church? With Brittany? Yes. To sure. Brittany? I mean, for the culture. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to, like I said, and like, I wanted her to hire a, photo- like a, a, a wedding photographer that only uses like a Galaxy S6 to shoot the photos. <laughs> and they're all really dirt. Like the, he purposely smears the lens with his fingerprint. Makes it dirty, so all the pictures. It's just come her bad. aesthetic. It's her aesthetic. It's the Britney aesthetic. All right, we got one more, and that's uh, the follow-up says to no one's surprise, at least not to any surprise for me. Uh, it, it says his Hispanic people are saying they're not offended by Eminem's My Band music video. So we have an update. Uh, it says uh, they've taken to social media. Remember, like when remember when I to- talked about Speedy Gonzalez and how they they originally canceled Speedy Gonzalez, and then they came out in force to say you better not cancel Speedy Gonzalez. They're like you better not remove that my band video from YouTube because I'm we'll be pissed. So it says the 18 year old clip is resurfaced after people say the legendary rapper was guilty of cultural appropriation. The song with D12, which was released back in 2004 and featured a section right at the end that has now been dubbed inappropriate by the modern lens. Eminem is seen in a matador outfit with, while D12 are dressed like they're in a mariachi band. Dane, does this interest you? Does it offend you? Does it offend you? No. But so <laughs> here's the thing. Like, first of all, like, are they making the correlation that all, like, salsa-related, you know, like, issues are all of the... All sombreros. All, yes. <laughs> yeah, they're... Not all, all sombreros. Are under the strict purview of the Latinxes? Yes. Like, what is the... And also, so he says, like, my salsa in, like, a particularly jovial and yes. hilarious way. Yes, he does. How is it, like... <laughs> Like, what is the thing? Is like, you cannot joke about something if no. you do not belong to the you group. Can't, you can't do you it. You cannot be jovial. I want to say effervescent just to annoy Mary. It doesn't uh, annoy me. Like, you can't, like, say anything about, like, you no, people don't have ownership over words. I'm sorry. So, 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 uh, so this is a response from Juan. He says, uh, what about the black or a- black on Asian crimes the media seems to be hush-hush about? It's not like any race is innocent, but don't get all victimized just because he proved his point. By the way, we didn't just accept the reality of the situation. We got conquered. That's how the cookie crumbles. Also, by the way, in Latino culture, we tend to, over, we f- we tend to find over-exaggerating funny, like Eminem using yeah. obvious stereotypes that make no sense, plus random, also the... the t- uh, how do you how do you pronounce that Tapatio? word? Tapatio. Tapatio guy is literally a white Mexican. By the way, that's a great point. Like a lot of uh, like Hispanic entertainment, at least like when I used to watch like local channels in Puerto Rico every yeah. blue moon, like there are like loud, 
like obnoxious and over the top. Like it, it's honestly kind of like a reference to the culture in some way. Like you can't watch any like Hispanic reality show without them being like, say Jonas, he said Jonas, <laughs> like about anything. He says, I'm Latino and genuinely didn't know Eminem did this. And to be honest, I don't care that he did because Eminem, it's Eminem. I'm not looking for him for what's morally right. I'm looking to him to make me laugh and vibe. That's like getting mad at Dave Chappelle for making a joke. Oh, wait, they already did that. That's a good point. <laughs> and then the next one says, as a Hispanic from a prominently Mexican-American community, Eminem doing the My Salsa bait is absolutely hilarious and in no way is appropriation, but homage to the sa- uh, or satire. Dig harder. Hashtag My Salsa. Honestly, That's the like, thing. Like, no cultural appropriation accusation is agreed upon by all members of no. any group. So where does that leave us? And to be fair, now, now like, even this article does that going the opposite way, saying... Uh, Hispanic people are saying they're not offended by Eminem's like that. That that's kind of like saying they're speaking for all people as well. Both sides need to realize that neither side speaks for all and members of Eminem. One should just like do what he wants. Yes, <laughs> of course he, he always should. That, that, that's the he's point. Always done. And also like the the biggest like theme I think in this criticism always is that the only acceptable culture is like snooty white liberal pervasive culture yep like if you are not constantly in like a snooty white liberal tone like it is absolutely unacceptable well newsflash i'm not yeah you know i am a spicy latinx yes you are so (laughs) like i will continue to be so i will continue to speak loudly whatever the sorry the f i think i i want to be and i like that about me and i like that you know I like that about my partner. I like that about my family. I like that literally about us. I like speak. I like bringing energy to the room. It's what we love about you. I like I bet mm-hmm. it is. It's fun because it this is. criticism is so rooted in like clinging to some politeness, like yep. this value of waspy politeness, yep. and more so forcing it on everybody. I don't know about now, but I know that even as recently as a few years ago, like right before COVID, when Weird Al would perform the song I'm Fat, he would still wear the fat suit. Which <laughs> that's is not like, okay anymore. That, that's freaking incredible. Because it's Weird Al. He's literally parody. He should be allowed to do that. But in today's world, like yeah. you can't uh, you can't do that. Sad. Thank you. But like, Thank you. Oh, you you told me like Oh my god, we're like one it's like literally there. You tell me one more cent, guys. We're like you can't even appropriate like fat culture. There's not a fat <laughs> culture, dude. Like you could say America is fat culture, like, <laughs> basically. <laughs> when I was uh, when I was um, when I was in Spain, they were shocked that I was not fat. Like they I were, mean, that's almost <laughs> just insulting. It was like 2000 nationality, and that was like though. 2010. Like they were like they just assumed all Americans were fat slobs, like. I mean, a lot of us are. Yeah. That's for sure. It's definitely not uh, not out of the realm. Of I know I am. Yeah, <laughs> but, dude, you are not. Also, I am. Uh, according to the chat, I too am a spicy Latinx. I've seen it in the chat before. I Proving. mean, you're definitely honorary. Confirmed. I'm. Uh, I've got my my Latinx pass. I also, by the way, like I, I just want to make it official. I officially give Lydia uh, Latinx pass. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. She is. Perfectly spicy. <laughs> like, if you follow her on Twitter, it's going absolute A-S. Oh, yeah. Way spicier than I would ever yeah. do. That's, that's for sure. 
Yeah, I'm worried about her. But I don't have an army of simps I'm, to back I'm, me I'm up. Worry, so. I worry that she's going to lose her, her social media accounts. Sometimes. Well, she was, she was banned she on Instagram off. recently for like a month. For like Instagram is ruthless. Like, yeah. once you're gone, you're gone. She was banned for like two weeks. She's like, I got it back, and immediately said something spicy. Based. Like, that's just no regard no for regard. the consequences. That's why we she earns it. the spicy latinx pass. <laughs> Is this the third one? Loisibos. No. Second. Guys, I'm just Thank stuck you. on the Thank second one. Like Thank last time I was on the precipice of like the third one. You didn't get to the I could have sworn this was the third one. Second one. No. Second one. I'm losing my mind. Mary struggles to count to three. <laughs> it's like one. Well, I'm like, I pay so little attention to the crisis yeah. parties. We have to. We got while we're we talking that I, I forget. I was trying to explain to someone like one of the hardest things about. Thank you. Thanks, guys. That's actually a perfect example. One of the hardest things about the show is like trying to sound coherent and make good points when you're also like doing all this other stuff at once. And it, it, it's like, I don't make it look easy. Like Tim and them make it look easy. Like I, I actually make it look. I think you do. Like, uh, it's hard to like do all this and try to sound like you know what you're talking about. And that's like a, a thing. <laughs> and that's like a thing, like trying to get better with that over time. It, it gets a little bit easier the more you do it, but it's definitely not as uh, easy as I think it might look. Uh, let's get to super let's chats, do it. shall we? F off said, I agree with Mary. You shouldn't be able to make a living off of Twitch, just like YouTubers shouldn't make a living either. Rude. The shouldn't. rude. Uh, f uh, free market wins, my friends. Should or shouldn't, irrelevant now, because yep. they do, yep. I guess. Um, Waffle Sensei said, <laughs> Brett, Coyote Ugly is good. No shade. You are based. It is extremely based to love <laughs> the movie Coyote Ugly. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Bobcat said, wait, Brett was watching Coyote Ugly for the plot and not the hot chicks dancing on the bar? Why? Uh, you can do, uh, believe it or not, I, I know women are better multitaskers, but when it comes to hot women on bars and plot, I can do both at once. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shirt. Yes. <laughs> um... Is it F off next? Uh, now I've lost yes. my place. Yep. F off. Says so stunning and brave. What were we talking about? Uh, that was when we were talking about Mon uh, the uh, the fat shaming article. Same Co coyote ugly, but the actress. Oh, yep. um, F off said so stunning and brave. Another middle aged woman complaining about not being hot. <laughs> what a surprise! Stunning and brave, slay queen. Jordan Peterson would have much to say about that. <laughs> yeah, not hot. I mean, she's not just complaining about not being hot anymore, but she's complaining that her appearance would be considered in a casting decision, which is insane because your entire marketability is about... Physical, visual. Yeah, visual. Yep. Hobbit said, Marvel and EA need to team up at this rate. <laughs> just Please one big no. crunch time. Just like, uh, just like the, 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 just the, the rate of like insanity in this country just skyrockets. In infamy. It would. Charlie Red said, looks shouldn't be a thing. Love me for my personality. Only pretty people say that nonsense. Like rich people saying money, <laughs> money doesn't, doesn't mean everything. Yep. There's a great meme. It says, uh, it says looks don't matter. Beautiful people, money doesn't matter. Rich people, sloth, 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 and it's like a thirsty dog, and it's just the sound of a dog, <laughs> <laughs> of a dog drinking water. I love that. Hefoff said, "She-Hulk looks like the old school <laughs> Furbies that would scream demonic phrases." The real question is, when are we going to get like a remake of Gremlins? Dude, that movie ruled. Yeah. Well, they they ripped oh wait, off I'm thinking about a troll movie. The Gremlins Yoda. with Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda, so they kind of stole their thunder. Matt said, First Thessalonians 5 is a good one. Do, I don't know what that is. Me neither. 
I don't. I'm Catholic. I don't read the Bible. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he said uh, second. So is Second Thessalonians three. What is that? I don't know. In the Bible. Yeah, I know, but what is like? Like the epistles okay. to different people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, what else? Somebody names uh, Dan uh, Dave Font says I want a crisis party. I just want a party. A crisis party. And that I did. And you got one. Um, bad up. I am not reading that. He would uh, something to Britney Spears. Classic. Uh. <laughs> Classic. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he wants he wants to be uh, Eskimo Bros with Justin Timberlake. Bruh. <laughs> you, you editorialized that. Um, F off said people are trying to get him in trouble over my band, but not about ending and struggle snuggling Lindsay blank blank. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Waffle Sensei said, "Sure, the Latinx culture is not offended, but you're not taking into account the white liberal culture who speaks for all Latinx they people." They li they literally do. Thank That's you, like, Overlords, uh, once again. I would like to be. I am here to be upset and offended on your behalf. They say. Thank you. They come to the rescue. Yes. F off said, "Viva La Raza." Um. Bad app said Dane is cute AF in his Tommy Hilfiger shirt. I remember once when I was very young, my mom bought me a Tommy Hilfiger shirt and I was very bummed because I didn't know I was so young. I didn't know that Tommy Hilfiger was like in and my brother had to find me like a rap song that had Tommy Hilfiger <laughs> lyrics in it to show me that I was cool. It's like one of the cool one of the only cool big brother, big brother moments from my childhood that I remember that clearly. <laughs> uh, my brother making me feel comfortable about my Tommy Hilfiger polo. <laughs> is that that's like that's like the, the First kind of thing I've ever heard Bad App say. It's very nice of him. Incredible. Thank you, dude. <laughs> Caper2x sent a dollar with no message. Thank, Thank you. Seelin said another crisis party. We got Thanks it. For that. Nice. Corey Bolig sent a dollar as well. Thank no you. message. Jonathan Harris said white savior complex. I believe this should be offensive, so you should be offended. Also, it's partially like them like covering for themselves like a lot of time. Like, it's not like we don't hear people that are not white saying stuff like this. They do, but they're still part of that same uh, liberal culture in Hollywood. Like, they're still part of that same machine. It's, I think it's about like leveraging your power to yep. manipulate Absolutely. headlines. Waffle Sensei said, Dane, can I have a Latinx pass? Also, did you ever finish Elden Ring? Um, yes, you may. You may have a Latinx pass under the condition that you go from you admit that pancakes or French toast are superior to waffles. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, wait, wait, what? French toast? Oh, yeah, I'm French already. He must toast? admit that either French toast or waffles, preferably both, are better. Sorry, French toast and pancakes are better than waffles. No. French toast all the way. No, no. It goes French toast, then waffles, then pancakes. No, Obviously. it's uh, French toast, pancakes, Obviously. and then waffles. No. Thanks, babe. And uh, no, I haven't finished French all this. base. We had French toast. You are not base. We had French toast in New York this past. Deep fried French toast. Yes, it was good. Yay. Yes. Uh, F off said, we learned Mary can't count earlier. Her jeans go up in sizes of two. <laughs> <laughs> Us guys being... It's like when people say, like, when they, when they, when they put their weights on the... Do guys' sizes go up in ones? I'm 36. 31. I, yeah. I, can, I buy 31s. Are those inches? 31? No, 30, uh, I, 31, 30. 31, 29. I'm 31, 36, all muscle. Yeah. What? Yeah, we go What are you guys talking about? You can buy, th you can buy uh, individual sizes. Huh. Yeah. I guess that's just fast fashion. 
Ow. What do you mean? Is that a bad thing? That's a, no, like, you're not wearing couture. I just no, I just realized like uh, women's sizes are less specific so that they can fit more people. Yeah. Um, Hannah Claire would love to talk about this, I'm sure. <laughs> Caper 2X said, and Brett, make mine Marvel. Love you, Dave. A Bible for Mary. Oh, well, Where's my Bible you. then? Um, Jonathan Harris said, Thessalonians were letters from Paul to the Thessalonians. Yeah. They them? To Perhaps. they them. <laughs> um, Hulls and the kids said, hostage crisis. Let's go. Let's go. Um... Bobcat said pancakes and French toast are better than waffles if you cook them in the grease from frying your bacon. This Listen. is not. We were actually debating this, too. You can't soak them in grease. Like, that doesn't work. They need to be fluffy. Um, there is no condition in which waffles are better than French toast. I'm going to give. So waffles. OK, just for the record, waffles are not bad. They're waffles not. are still like a nine. You know, they're good. You should have them. But I believe that you should... Mary's face is like, I don't know about that. The ratio that you should have these, like, sugary breakfasts is, like, you should always go for French toast. Always. Mm -hmm. Unless you know that it's a pancakes joint and you're drunk at 3 a.m. in the morning and it slaps. 3 a.m.? <laughs> Did I yeah. stutter? Okay. Okay. We should go to Waffle House after this. Why not IHOP? Because there's a Waffle House. See, this is the problem. Like... Waffles are objectively better than pancakes because they hold the syrup. I don't like that though. I dip. I don't. I, I don't pour it on top. What in a pancake? Helpless. It becomes one with the no. Excuse me. Excuse me. The pancake becomes one with the syrup and absorbs the flavor, and it and its texture evolves. It's like a sponge. It's like a dish. Sponge. Listen, you're a sponge, and I'm sick of you. <laughs> okay. Ow. We need to take this outside. We will. <laughs> we'll film that afterwards. Oh. We'll live stream that on our phones. Oats Red Soon said, I'm a pancake supremacist. Stop. Don't do blasphemy. it. Matt said, women's sizes vary by store. Old <laughs> Navy specifically. I have not been into an Old Navy since jeans had hammer holds on the side when you get carpenter jeans. What? Remember carpenter jeans? Hammer holds. For the hand, yeah, that's like, exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> Waffle Sensei has one more. We do not kneel. Waffles are better. I will take my Littings pass through sheer conquest <laughs> if I have to. This means war. This is like the seventh war I am with Waffle Sensei. You guys, you guys go back and forth. Who wins? You, Waffles? Obviously. He's a Waffles fan. It is. It is. It's, a, it's very, uh, there will be a it's movie a roller made coaster of I am empowered by fluffy, fluffy pancakes. If I was more of a, if I was more of a, of a liberal, I'd call it toxic. toxic. It's a toxic, it's a toxic relationship, relationship. Toxic. between us and our super chatters. <laughs> <laughs> Waffle Sensei, not, not us. Hey, me and you get along very well with our super chatters. Dane and Waffle Sensei, they have been known to have their arguments. That is for, that is for sure. I'm okay so with it. Dane, before before we go, do you want to say anything special to uh, to Waffle Sensei before you give your uh, your credits? Um, first of all, I, I gotta Any like. Apologies. No, I like? will not apologize <laughs> for the okay. truth. Okay. Sorry, like French toast. Are, does anyone come bad that French toast are the best no. of the three? No, that's okay. That's well, true. Th we have a basis for truth. Then, like, if objective reality is a thing for <laughs> real. <laughs> Um, and to answer like uh, Se Waffle Sensei's like previous um, super chat, I have not finished Elder Ring, but I, I think I'll try to get to it this Saturday. 
I, I also want to know what if you had to pick the three, like which ones do you think Jordan Peterson is a pancakes guy? Do you think Jordan Peterson is a? It's absolutely a French toast. Absolutely, guy. he's Canadian. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Well, he's got to have uh, maple syrup. Uh, I mean, like French, French Canadian. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. French toast. Maple right. syrup. It's also some powdered heaven. sugar on there. Maybe if we could have him on. Halls and the kids said pancakes are gross. I oh. won't even go so far as to say that. No, no they're all good. They're all good, yep. but yeah. pancakes are on the bottom. Uh, we, will be, we will we'll have to do this as a bonus episode one day. We'll just talk about it for an hour. They right. call it eggy bread in England? No, they no, they don't. <laughs> What's I, I'm getting angry. <laughs> they actually, and they spell humor with a U. So that's like, who cares? I honestly don't know whether to believe them. Jonathan Harris said, from my point of view, the pancakes are evil. What is this? What is happening? Okay, bad app. I'm not reading that. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone else said, I call it freedom toast. <laughs> it's a, I don't, you're too young to know that this happened. But back when, uh, after 9-11, uh, 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 we, we changed the name of our French fries to freedom fries. Because really? Was yeah. that as a response to 9/11? I don't. Th I don't remember if it was a response to 9/11, but it was around that time. You know, it was a uh, that we had everything was um, pro America. One of the best things about rewatching The Wire is you realize because that was like just after 9/11, like how many American flags are in every window. Like there was so much pro America sentiment at that time that weirdly bled into the show, which allowed there to be like racial conversations and very serious discussions sure. about police brutality that had that still felt cloaked in a certain amount of love and respect for the country understanding that they were individual issues not a commentary on necessarily the nation as a whole so f off i'm not reading that <laughs> did he do another one uh and uh, it's just like why are we talking about this they're, they're gonna keep, they're <laughs> oh gonna keep going they're gonna, they're gonna keep going so dane let everyone know where they can find you uh, you can find me at Dane Fawn on Twitter. I, I usually pancakes. do it quick. Uh, can you I feel do so a second try? At Dane Fawn on Twitter! Okay, thanks. Perfect. He'll be eating French toast at Dane Fawn on Twitter. Mary, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram or WeChat at CloserKitty. And whenever I post articles on TimCast.com, I promote them there. And, and you can one. also find me on IRL at 8 p.m. Eastern Time tonight. And there's oh my God. two more. <laughs> Waffle <laughs> Sensei said, I freaking love you guys. Heart emoji. That's sweet. Um, I'm not reading that bad up. And <laughs> <laughs> Matt said, yeah, it was because France wouldn't back the war. So, yeah, freedom, you know. It still sounds made up. But uh, freedom fries. I remember that. I still I'm, remember that. I'm always so close to the third one. Yeah. Uh, so are we close to a third one already? Uh, we're, 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 we're not. Moderately? We're not. We're not. We're, 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 it's not their job. We'll get there tomorrow. No, we I'm just saying, like... Mentally. Yeah, well. Uh, you could have fooled me. <laughs> next next time, Dane, you'll have to be even more animated than you already are to really put on You got to unbutton another button. Yeah. That's for them to, to, remember to that for Monday. We were having an issue with the temperature, so I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching today. It has been a blast. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, at Brett Dasovic. Before we go, please like the, the video, like the stream. Leave comments on it. It means the world to us. It helps with the us with the algorithm and remember the show is monday through friday 3 p.m eastern standard time that is at noon pacific there's one more super chat uh i will i will read that one uh johnny people says i was five year old five years old when 9 11 happened and i remember freedom fries nothing what? beats the taste of freedom amen my friend freedom fries we need to make some here uh, i remember after on like the fourth of july this year a bunch of people bought uh bought a bunch of like Budweiser because <laughs> like it was just labeled freedom like all the beers had freedom on it so everyone was buying smart it. marketing uh, yes caper 2x says it happened Mary see I, I, I don't know if I believe you I am not Mandela I feel like I'm going crazy <laughs> what happened 
the freedom, freedom fries. fries. That was a real thing. Oh like, yeah, yeah, what? absolutely. What does yep. that, that mean? Was a thing. What does that mean? It means that your fries are free, yeah. Mary. <laughs> it's okay. Be, you because got a France wouldn't back the war, so we weren't going to call them French fries anymore, guys. 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can talk about freedom fries with us and the cultural importance of that in pop culture. 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, noon Pacific. Uh, if you want to listen rather than watch, we are on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, uh, and then on social media. Twitter, at PopCulture underscore show. Facebook and TikTok, at PopCultureCrisis. And on Instagram, at PopCultureCrisisPod. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye.